What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 130. 130. That's nuts, man. I just keep, I say this every time, but it's still nuts to me that I'm at 130. Insane. Technically, I'm at 129, but. That's right. Physically, we're at 130. And we'll keep the ball rolling. Absolutely. Uh, but we are sponsored by a new sponsor. North Carolina, same, Tar Heels. But the same sponsor. Oh. Hey, if we were sponsored by those Flint 13s that we were just looking at Roy wearing, I would not be upset. I would not either. Those were sick. I've had them two pairs, and they release again this year with the 3M. Might have to be three pairs. 3M, that's where you take a picture with Flash, and it'll and it'll reflect, right? Yep. Yeah, that's. I learned that trick from uh old dude on uh, Pawn Stars. Oh, Chum Lee. Chum Lee's actually very smart when it comes to the shoe game. Chum Lee's a big sneakerhead. Yeah. Or used to be. I don't know if he is now. but Yeah, I don't know what he's doing now. I don't even think they come out with new episodes anymore. Yeah. But we are sponsored still by Crystal Lackey, but guess what? She's what? at a new place. Oh, moving up in the Stockton world. Stockton Mortgage. I like it. John Stockton. Yes, John Stockton Mortgage. So... No longer at Century Mortgage, so you don't got to worry about Century Mortgage. You don't got to worry about thinking about how to spell it or anything like that. Or I know. Or anything. Just, it's so know. tough. You can still call her. It's the same phone number, though, for all of your mortgage or refinancing needs. 502-615-0743. And you can check her out on her Facebook page. You can, but you can't check her out online yet because she does not have a website. Right. But I'm sure you can reach out to her over the phone or Facebook or um, MySpace. You think she's got MySpace still? MySpace, I'm sure you can. Yeah. AOL Messenger, maybe. Yeah, AIM for sure. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Nah, Twitter's overrated. Nah, Twitter's, Twitter's better than Facebook, man. Probably uh, Vine. She might have a Vine account. No one's got Vine. She's probably on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok's boring. Yeah, but they discontinued Vine. I know. Dude, I'm trying to... Never mind. We knew we we're talking about this ad. Or we're not going to talk about what's on the TV. But Stockton Mortgage is an equal housing lender. MLS number eighty two fifty nine. Crystal Lackey MLS number one three or one seven three five nine seven nine. Don't know how I messed that up. It's the only thing that didn't change other than her name. She's stocking them mortgages, bro. Ooh. See, see what I did there? I do. And I'll, I'll even one up myself there and get even better because. We're bringing the heat on the intro, as always. Uh, starting with fun fact number one about the number 30. Ball number 30 is known as Dirty Gertie or Blind 30 in bingo. Now, do you know what letter number 30 would be in? Let's see if you can do some quick math. G. Close. No, N. It's the last number in N. Also very popular number in bingo i've won many a bingo dollar on the dirty gertie you know what i'm saying nice also, how, many, how many of you won off the free space everyone yeah i think i think yeah that's typically how it works for me no it's not every one of them no 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 that's what i'm saying when i, win, I would though, say the majority of them yeah when i win though it's everyone is going to be the free space i always put you know everybody does it differently i actually put a dot on the free space just to make sure i know because Sometimes you forget that the free space is free. Sometimes you think they oh, charge yeah. you extra for it. But also in Back to the Future, Marty McFly traveled back 30 years in time. I don't know if you recall that classic movie there. Uh, I do. That was a, second one was definitely better. Mm, 
TBD, I, I would say. TBD? It's been out for 40 years almost. Right. And, and I'm leaning towards the first one. Dude, uh, the second one was definitely better. When was Biff that got, the West one? No, that's the third one. That one was kind of dumpy. The second one was where Biff got the the almanac and went back in time and then became rich because he bet on the Cubs and won the World Series and all that stuff. And, Good play. And, I mean, and he, he became basically a G. Yeah, and that was the one with the hoverboard in it, too. He was like Hugh Hefner, modern day. You remember the part with the hoverboard? Yeah. That's, see, that's why I made it better. Yeah, that was good. Manure. Some classic shoes in there as well, too. But 30's also the total number of major and minor keys in the Western tonal music. I'm sure you could hit all 30 of them. You want to give, give us an effort? No. All right. Well, I figured that, that'll cost extra. That's not like the free space in bingo. Not at all. Point number four, uh, 30. Now, this, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to drop some serious knowledge on you. A 30-week-old child in the womb. We're talking in the womb here. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know you don't know much about the womb besides the one time you're in there. But that child at 30 weeks old has 2,400 vision. Similar to what you have now. Uh, but it can only see right in front of them when they open their eyes and... Actually, they don't open their eyes very often. My thing is, is how do you determine that? My thing also is, how good of a co-host do you have to be to get that type of information? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm polling pregnant mothers and finding this information out. 2,400 is what they're telling me. And that's unfixable by a contact lens. It's also probably because their eyes haven't fully developed, would be my guess. But... 2,400 is pretty interesting to me. Also, cats have exactly 30 teeth. Your old buddy down there, Seaboy, probably wouldn't love a cat with 30 teeth. I don't like cats regardless. Why? Cats are cats suck. Well, so you're obviously a dog guy. But Absolutely, dude. Dogs are way better. Uh, you see how excited he got when you walked in the door? Yeah, he barked at me. Yeah, because you scared him. That's what he gets. Yeah, but name one cat that would, A, ever bark at you, and B, ever be excited if you got home. If I ever do have a cat that barks, I'm going to be a millionaire. I think you could probably become a millionaire. Um, as far as excited that you get home, I used to have this cat that would roam around our neighborhood. And then as soon as you get out of the car, it comes up and brushes up next to you and gives you like the tail faggle thing. You know what I mean? Where it just like flips the tail around you. The tail what? Faggle. I don't think that's what it's called. I think that's what it's called. No, I think that's the nickname that they, that dude gave on Superbad. Yeah, Faggle. <laughs> I mean, to me, it makes the same sense. Just, how I don't understand how you're using the word. Just well, it's, I think it's a made-up word. Like so a I, wag. Yeah, it's like a waggle, but it's a faggle because it's affectionate. It's an affectionate waggle, and so therefore, it's a faggle. I've never heard that uh, term faggle. before. A faggle. There's an A in front of it. You didn't say it with an A. Yeah, a uh, faggle. You got to uh, spell so it right. I thought you were saying, like, it's a thing, not just saying it as one word. Yeah, it's a thing that I created, bro, and it's a faggle. Not like the letter A, like spelling a faggle. A. F. There might be two Fs. I'm not positive I'm going to put two Fs or one. I would guess there's two Fs there. Sounds like it probably would be because otherwise it could be a faggle. And it's not a faggle. It's a faggle. But more of the story, 
cats do love to see me quite often. I used to have an interesting ordeal where I would see cats on the reg, like way too often. It was kind of weird. Cats would almost like follow me. You can ask some of my friends. It's a true story. It's very interesting. Um, also, so you're not, you're not considering us friends? Yeah, but have you been around me when during the time of my life where cats stalked Trust me? Trust me, cat gets away from you, bro. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but the, the felines... Oh, yeah. They Sorry. used to stalk me. I think they were, it was like, uh, what's that Mars Attacks movie? Like the That's aliens? That's what it's called. Yeah, Mars Attacks. The, the aliens were plotting against the world, but in this case, the cats were plotting against me. Now, luckily, nothing has happened yet, but, uh, you know. See, next, that's why cats are the worst, dude. Next decade could be interesting. Garfield, you hate Garfield? Garfield's not real, though. Garfield's a real thing, dude. It, I, I like Garfield, but he's not real. Well, he might not be an actual live animal, but he's very real to me. So I'd appreciate if you didn't disrespect he, him. So did you like him a lot because he liked lasagna? No, I actually am not a Garfield fan. It just made sense in this argument. Uh, you more of an Odie guy? Well, not much of either. I knew you were a dog guy, dude. Over yeah. a cat. Oh, yeah. Well, I think everybody is. Also, I'm highly allergic to both. That's why every week here I feel like I'm going to die after I leave. But, the, you know, pros and cons <laughs> to it all, dude. Sometimes you just got to be allergic to things that you don't want to be. Also allergic to grass. So if you ever see me rolling around out in the grass dying, you should probably save me. Well, see, that's what you get for doing what you normally do out there by your car. That's right. Uh, wasn't able to do so tonight uh old mr new albany police department was check i think he pulled somebody over so nice yeah interesting ordeal i was trying to watch and take some notes on how that works to see if i could do it in the future pulling people over in my car would probably be pretty fun citizens arrest yeah used to have a police car used accidentally people used to pull over in that i'd just be driving one time actually <laughs> i don't think statute of limitation is up quite yet but when i first bought it we pulled up to our buddy uh josh kelly's house and had some led flashing lights you know i'm not gonna say what color they were but needless to say he was pretty worried that evening he was uh maybe having a good time and <laughs> thought that the boys were coming to take him to the pen again what probably you want, what you gonna do <laughs> but also uh greece's country code is 30 for long distance dialing Greece is probably great country. Feels like a nice place to be. Probably good food. Probably beautiful women. And for the women, there's probably beautiful men. I mean, I, who am I to judge? With that being said, there's probably nice beaches. Weather's probably decent. Scrupulating here. Excrapulating. Faggling. Yeah. But also, the minimum age to be a U.S. Senator is 30. So I would like to announce my run for senatorship in the state of Indiana. Only two positions available in each state. I don't know if you knew that. 100 senators in the U.S. I think I got good chances, bro. I mean, you got just as good chances as anything. Well, not as anything as anybody who's over the age of 30, I think. Well, see, you say anything because you never know what mm. people associate with. I could see that. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You got got to be modern. And I think that would help my senatorship, I think. Yeah. Just kind of ride the line with in the middle. With some and not with others. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if State of Indiana that's going to help me, but that's <laughs> TBD. We're going to find it out. Now, with that being said, there are also 30 tracks on the Beatle White, the White album. And some fun facts about that album. It's actually the only double album by the Beatles. It was the ninth studio album. 
and the sessions in which they created those songs were said to be very tense and that basically solidified the split of the Beatles. Sad day. All because they wrote the White Album, dude. Honest question. You like the Beatles? Yeah. I like the Beatles, too. Beatles are good. Hey Jude was on that. Oh, solid, Remember hey Jude? solid yeah. track, dude. Yeah, I tried to look for some additional songs. I'm going to be honest. Hey Jude is what jumped out to me pretty heavily. The other songs, there was you know, a couple in there. But Beatles were pretty interesting to me because they didn't have a style. Like what? What is the Beatles style? It's diversity. Yeah, it's them trying like folk music and all different kinds of music and putting their own twist on it. But well, I've had some fun last week with going the 29th day of each month, what the holidays are. So I wanted to bring that back this week. So January 30th, you got National Croissant Day, and I'm just telling you, I can get on board with that holiday. You, you croissant fan? I love croissants. Can't go wrong. And right now, I think Cheddar's has free croissants when you eat a meal. They have some fire croissants at yeah. Cheddar's. They got to be fake, dude. They're so light, airy, and flaky. It's dude. It's and they the, the drizzle. Every one of them's perfect. Oh yeah. The drizzle. I knew it. That stuff is. It's like nectar from. I'm the gonna tea. go ahead and say this, man, because I know it's an unpopular opinion. Uh-oh. I love Cheddar's. Cheddar's is good to me. I won't use the L word, but I, I usually get coupons for like eight ninety nine for a six ounce steak and a side. Mm-hmm. Tough to beat that. Now, not the best steak in the world, but you know, middle of the road. I also like a lot of people crap on it, and I, I get it. Why? What do you get? I, I don't crap on it. I, I but like that's it. what I'm saying. Why do you get that they crap on it? What are they crapping on it for? They're saying it's terrible. Why though? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't go into it because I know then. That I will have to say that I love it, and then that then turns into a long discussion about it. Right. And I don't I don't really feel like debating you because you dislike a restaurant that I like. So is it like a franchise thing, and they're like, oh, only local? Because I can get behind no. that a little bit. Because, I mean, the same people. Uh, I mean, I won't name names, but. Oh, let's do it. Uh, Are they Chili's fans? Oh. Cracker Barrel. Somebody, I can't remember who it was the other day. They were talking about how they hated Cracker Barrel. That's disrespectful. I don't, like I haven't had Cracker Barrel in so long. I couldn't tell you what it was like. Dude, I enjoy Cracker Barrel. Uh, but I do. I do love chicken. And as girly as it sounds, I love their chicken fingers. Their chicken. Why is that fingers. girly? Because it seems like every time you take a girl, she always gets chicken fingers. Ah, uh, I could see that. But their steak is also. I thought their steak is also good. Their New Orleans pasta is good. I'll give you one chicken Caesar pasta salad. Okay. And the buffalo chicken wrap. Buffalo chicken wrap is fire. Dude, that is solid. And then the, um, we were talking Salisbury steak earlier, but it's the country fried steak. The country fried steak is so good. Tough to mess that up. Like, have you ever had country fried steak that you went, that wasn't good? Yes, I can't remember where it was, though. It was so bad. Like Like the breading was just mushy? No, it was the opposite way. It was hard. Because, like, you like a little bit of a crunch. Yeah. But this was, like, hard. Well, usually the gravy will soften it up. So I've yeah. had some of it that was just, like, too mushy before the gravy was on it. And then the gravy just over. It's like eating a bowl of soup. Best but, country fried steak I've had, though? Yeah. Brick House. I knew you were going to say that. So good. I had one at BJ's Steakhouse out in uh, Vegas that was the size of three small children. Maybe yeah, even one, four. The one I ate at Brick House is the size of a huge dinner plate. It was, it was about this big. Yeah. I like those. It's so good. And it's, like I said, tough to mess it up. So I'm, I'm usually, and it's usually, you know, I, I got a price point. $10, $10 is my price point at restaurant. I like I like to keep it Chatters around that $10. It is reasonably priced. It is. 
it used to be weird because they used to do the burgers without fries. I don't know if they're still doing that. And so to me, it kind of messes with you because then you're ordering burgers and a side and you got to do the math. I like keeping it simple. You know, if you're going to get a burger, you should probably get fries with it. Yeah. I shouldn't have to request additional fries with my burger. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'll, I'll, hopefully Cheddar's will sponsor, sponsor us some. Actually, I don't know if she's still there, but I know the manager of the Clarksville location, where I think their title is different than the manager, so probably should. No, I think she's at Chewy's now, actually. My sister used to work for her at O'Charlie's, so pretty much she's a restaurant. Can she get us uh, just a huge tub of that? Jalapeno ranch. Oh, dude, so fire. We've had that discussion on here before. (laughs) One time they sponsored the uh, fireworks store. And, you know, I had to negotiate that deal, bro, and locked it in with having them cater for us on one of the days. Hook, remember, hook my whole team up. Remember, that's that's the story that I told you about where uh, they did that for us whenever I worked at that other fireworks store. And we kept the whole tub of that jalapeno ranch, and we had hot dogs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this out on a hot dog. <laughs> Fire. Interesting blend there. Yeah. Jalapeno ranch on a hot dog. If you get the chance to do it, it is fire. Jalapeno ranch on a hot dog. Yeah, how about the time that my people I would consider friends, I negotiated a contract for a barbecue joint, which was supposed to be the best barbecue joint in Louisville, to bring back in some food. Happened to not be at work that day. And they took the home, the food home and ate all of it and didn't give me any of it when I'm the one who got the food. Very disrespectful, bro. What place was that? At Big Fireworks. It was Blake Adams and Greg Belden. I'm still holding a grudge what to What place this day. was it, though? I don't remember the name. It was supposedly it was in a not so great area. Supposedly it was like there's like a liquor store or some type of bar attached to it. And not everybody knows where it is. But supposedly, once again, I'm using that word a lot. Maybe allegedly in this case, they had won multiple <laughs> awards for the best barbecue. And so it was, and from what I heard, it was more than legit. But they brought the whole spiel. They brought ribs. They brought wings. They brought brisket. And not even a peep to you. Not even a peep. They brought all the sides, mac and cheese, baked beans. And it was all me who got it and didn't get to taste any of it. So, you know, one day I'll get over that, probably when I die. But until then, you know, I'm going to hold a grudge. But also, how about February 30th? You think that's a good holiday? That's not a real that's not a real date. Fun fact, I just got into the habit of just typing each month in, and I typed in February 30th, and then I <laughs> smacked myself in the forehead and went, you dummy, there is no February 30th. So moving on, we'll go to March 30th. It's actually Na- National Doctor's Day. I got, I, you know, I got to be honest. I got a little bit of the white coat syndrome. You got, you got any white coat syndrome? I'm not even sure what that means. It's basically, it's not a fear of doctors, but sometimes when I get my blood drawn, I pass out. You know, I just take a little nap. <laughs> so it's it's become worse and worse. You know, I, I had tattoos when I was younger. Well, I still have them, but as far as having them done, didn't affect me. Uh, shots, getting blood drawn, having IVs taken, put in. Whatever it is, I don't do well with that, man. You think you'll ever get another tattoo? Um, I don't know. Depends on... I, I have a three-year rule. You consider it for three years because I'm too old to make too many mistakes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it gets pretty interesting. goes downhill real fast. People get judgy. So I, I'm all good with uh, my body right now as it is. And uh, 
hopefully I keep hitting the gym and gain some more muscle mass. You know what I'm saying? That's my focus right now, but it's, it's not going so well. Um, also, what about the next month? I lost my place. April 30th. April 30th is Honesty Day. So I feel like on Honesty Day, we should have an honest fact that maybe we don't want the people to know. So a little, okay. little foreshadowing. Yeah, you'll start the month with April Fool's, end it with Honesty, honesty Day. That's probably why it's like that. That's actually a good point. You're not fooling me, though. You know what I'm saying? Also, June 30th is World's Social Media Day. Sounds like a decent day. Uh, July 30th is National Cheesesteak Day. Cheesecake. Also, National Chili Dog Day. So you crush a chili dog during the day, and then you end up getting cheesesteak after it. Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Why do I keep saying steak? I think I like cheesesteak better than cheesecake. Oh, I absolutely do. I like both, though. I, in fact, it's, it's very close call. Um, what about September 30th, International Podcast Day? Bow, bow, bow. Nice. Special day for us, September 30th. October 30th is also the last one I've got for you. It's National Breadstick Day. Classic. And more importantly, we're ending with National Texture X Day. So, you know what I'm saying? If you receive a couple of text messages... Just don't forget I warned you. You know what I'm saying? I think we should have a segment on here where we we get to use the other person's cell phone and just put the most atrocious thing you can think of and send it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I got some pretty important people on my phone. Yeah, all this is what we'll do. <laughs> you choose who it goes to, and then I get to choose what it says. And there's obviously some minimal boundaries. You know, nope. No profane comments. No comments that'll get you sent to jail. I prefer to not be in jail currently. Um, you know, maybe another guideline, but I, th- I think it'd be fun. It's kind of like the Impractical Jokers, except for even better, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but we also have a couple of famous people who are turning 30 this year. Wanted to bring the list back. You got your girl, Jennifer Lawrence. You you probably hate her, don't you? Oh, yeah. Because she's a UK fan, right? She's a Louisville fan. Oh, she is? Who's yeah. the UK or fan? That's Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. So Which you, no one cares about So her. you like Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, yeah. I thought you were being sarcastic when he said that. I actually thought she was the UK fan. I, I don't really know No, she comes well. to Louisville games uh, every once in a while. Her and Murray. What about your favorite rapper, Iggy Azalea? <laughs> Ugh. Out of all the bad rappers you thought I was going to say, though, like, Iggy didn't even cross your mind there. No. So, favorite rapper, Iggy Azalea, turns 30 this year. Now, parts of her, I don't think, will be 30 for another 16 years. Maybe maybe more. Maybe 12 years. <laughs> With that being said, Logic also turns 30. MGK turns 30. Rita Ora. I don't really know any of Rita Ora's songs. But when I was doing research, it looked like I should probably look into. Rita I don't even know who songs. Rita Ora is. I think you should probably check her out. I think she's got she's probably got some great music that she's going to serenade you with. What about Margot Robbie? I don't know who Margot Robbie is. Tough to pronounce. She's her only name. thirty. Thirty. Oh no, she's only thirty. Hey. I thought she was older than that. Because of looks. No, I just it seemed like she's been around for a while. Well, 
man. I, I think if Margot ever listens to this, she's probably picking me. You know what I mean? Because I think Margot looks like she's only been around for like four years. She's closer to say, 22 I didn't than say 30. she looked old. I said she's been around for a while, so it surprises me that she's only 30. That means when she did The Wolf of Wall Street, then she was only like 26. 20, 24, 25. Yeah. Because that movie's been out for five or six years at least. Probably. Yeah, I said four. I bet you it's probably five years. Might even be six. Um, but we got some other famous people. You got your second favorite rapper, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy kind of intrigued me as well, too, with him being 30. Because remember, his songs were popular probably your senior year? Uh, it was a year after I graduated. Okay. So that was my senior year. And so for him to be 30, that means he was 17 or 18 when that was popular. Yeah. That's very impressive. Um, and now he's not popular at all. What about... Drake? Yeah, he's he's getting ready to fight uh, Logan or the other Paul no, brother. That's, oh, is he really? I thought that already happened. It might have. That's how popular he is. Uh, Clay Thompson also will be 30 this year. Uh, much better than Bradley Beal. John Wall, Bradley Beal's teammate, will also be 30. DeMarcus Cousins, the recently cut DeMar- DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> sad to see. I, I heard... It is not sad at all. You know, But it was weird to me. I heard he was ahead of schedule. I heard he was going to be back late this year before the playoffs, possibly. And then they cut him for Markeith Morris. So they couldn't get Marcus Morris. And they went and got Markeith. Sucks to suck, man. Interesting pickup. Which but. one's which one's the uh, mole? I don't know. What do you mean? You know, you didn't hear they're living together. So what is the mole? You know what mole means? Means they're gonna go and get inside information. Oh, which one's the mole? Both of them, because both those teams are in contention. That's what I'm saying. They're living. They're one place was the Clippers, one place was the Lakers. Right. They're living together in L.A. I didn't know they were living together. I knew they had talked about getting a place, but I didn't check their living arrangements currently. I mean, dude, they have the same tattoos and everything. It, it that is odd to me. I mean, I would what I would have done personally is I would have gone like my right side would be on their left side. You know what I mean? Like invert it so yeah. that way when you stand together, the two right sides are different, and the you're left and I'm right. Or I just got my own tattoos. That makes a lot more sense to me as well, too. But obviously, I think they're trying to do some switching up. You know what I mean? Like, play the old girlfriend trick. I kind of wonder if they've ever done that. Oh, had to have. Remember, there was a rumor that they did it in a game. In the playoffs. Yeah. Remember, they, there was a rumor, it was a rumor for a whole playoff series because one of them got hurt. Right. And the other one was not playing. And that still has not been confirmed or denied. Yeah. Well, it probably has been denied. But I mean, I don't know how you could really ever find out unless they came out and said it. Oh, I'm sure there's something. Like Phil and Seth Schaefer, a lot of people got them mixed up when they were younger. They look very similar. But if you were around them on a regular basis, you could tell easily which one was which. So their tone of voice, there's there's something that would give them away. The way their hair parts, I don't know if they have a different hair part, but something <laughs> would give them away. What about PG-13? Paul George is turning 30 this See, that's, year. That goes to the Margot Robbie thing. He feels older than 30. Really? Yeah. Well, Damian Lillard is also thirty, and I do feel like he feels young. He feels younger than thirty. That's what I was gonna say. He, I feel like Damian Lillard is younger than Paul George, but he he's just been in the league uh, less than Paul George, I think. Uh, Draymond Green, your second favorite basketball player. I told well, you, I told you that funny story from the other day. What? Where uh, 
Sunday. I was playing against the Warriors on my my player. Oh yeah. And he fouled me and got a flagrant one. And I texted John and Tony. I was like, well. I think Draymond knows that I don't like him because he just flagrant one fouled me on this 2K game. So I'm going to score 40, and I dropped 44 on him. No, probably traveled. Um, Gordon Hayward is also 30. Pretty decent player. Played against them in high school. Matthew Dellavedova, one of my favorite players of all time. That's Tony's favorite player. I love Delly. Why does Tony like him? Tony hates him, actually. Oh, that would make sense. Because the Cavs thing dropping 50 million. Um, he did have a great game in that playoff series. They probably would not have won that year if he didn't have that game. I'll go out and say that when he had like twenty nine or whatever he had that game. He wouldn't. They wouldn't have been in contention if he wouldn't have almost died in the series the year before. That was interesting. And I also watched him drop a lot of buckets at St. Mary's as well too. Oh yeah. Um, what about additional players such as Tar Heel John Henson, great player. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, Kemba Walker, and then going to football, two of my favorites currently, Fletcher Cox and Zach Ertz, Stephon Gilmore, Taysom Hill. I didn't know Taysom Hill was 30. That's that's interesting. I didn't know that either. He's wanting a big deal, and that might be why, because he's like, I probably only have, what, six more years left? But the way he plays, I don't know. I just don't feel like being 30 and playing the way he does is going to end well for him. No. Um, and then a couple more, Alshon Jeffrey, Patrick Peterson, Adam Thielen, and I had to end the list with my favorite. Tom jo- Brady. JoJo. You remember JoJo? The, the singer? Yeah. Man, I didn't realize she was that close to my age. Yeah, dude. Jo- JoJo was a great yeah, singer. Yeah, get out right now. Yeah, uh, I remember JoJo. She was saying that to you, not me. No, she was def- that was, song was definitely about you. Well... You know what? To say that she wrote a song about me, I appreciate that. That's probably the nicest thing you've ever <laughs> it's said the end to me. Of, it's the end of you and me. Yeah. Only thing that I liked better was Cassie. You remember when that Cassie song came out? It's me and you. Now, I've been waiting. Think I, I want to make that. Woo. I don't know. I may know it if I actually heard it. That sounded just like I mean, you. now you woke him up. I know. Way to go. He thought that was his Ter- brother Terrible singing. Him. Uh, but she wore the Jordan Retro 1 patent leather black and gold shoes in there, and that okay. was just iconic to me. Is actually, she was uh, most recently Diddy's uh, lady friend. They dated for like 11 years or 9 years or something. I'm not great at math, but it was something like that. <laughs> and then they just broke up recently, and she just got impregnated and married by some dude who's a bull rider. Interesting change of life event. You go from dating Diddy for like nine or 11 years, and then you get impregnated by a bull rider. I mean, maybe there's similarities there, but probably not, right? I don't know. Okay, we won't. PBR? I don't know if that's the case. That's what it's called, professional bull riding. Yeah, but I don't know if there's a PBR similarity there. I'm, I'm going to guess probably uh, Diddy doesn't touch too much PBR. Um. We'll also go with the movies. Got got to bring the movies and the music. So, you got movies like Tremors. Not a huge fan, to be honest. Terrible movie. Not not a fan. Movies, I guess I should say. House Party. That one was decent. Solid. Yeah, that's decent. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Back to the Future 3. Your fir- personal favorite out of the bunch. Days of Thunder. That one is a classic. Old Tommy Boy. 
Um, you've never seen it, have you? One of the few Tom Cruise movies that I actually like, oh, and it's you... about and it's about car racing. Yeah, you almost said NASCAR, but it's not. NASCAR. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that, that's why I stopped myself because I almost said NASCAR. Yeah, I've seen that movie probably a hundred times. It is a classic. It is pretty good. Die Hard Two. Never seen it. Interesting. Good. Never seen any of them. Goodfellas, my my favorite Whoa. movie on the list. Whoa. Child's Play Two. Never watched it. I peed my pants, bro. That scares me. Um, Home Alone. That's actually that's close contention to Goodfellas for my favorite on the list. Rocky Five, I liked it. I felt like it was a good movie, and I know a lot of people trash it. This might be the because it was thing. trash, dude. I felt like Tommy did a great job. The Tommy Gun one, yeah. it was so bad. Tom, Tommy is an interesting guy, and I felt like you know he was just trying to teach his mentor a thing or two, and old Sly Stallone was trying to teach Tommy a thing or two. And sometimes you just gotta hash it out in this, these streets, boy. Yeah, the movie was terrible. Interesting way to go. About the Rocky series. I liked it. Uh, Predator 2. Also not a personal favorite of mine. Uh, coming in with a even deeper on the list. Edward Scissorhands. Solid. Interesting choice on your part. Solid movie. Movie I did like surprisingly enough. Actually it's not really surprising. I think it's well known as a good movie. Kindergarten Cop. Oh, it's not the Tuma. And then last but not least. You got to end with a classic. Godfather Part 3. You're not a Godfather fan. Never seen him. How long do you have? <laughs> that's why I've never like <laughs> that's why I've never like been gone back and watched them. Don't you have to watch the uh, Lord of the Rings series with your brother? Nope. You I, got out of it. No. I have to watch the Keanu Reeves ones. Matrix. You Matrix. made him watch. I didn't make him. We made the deal and he he watched his first. Yeah. I just have never watched The Matrix. Rookie move on his part. Was that Matt? No, it was Ryan. Ryan. Matt's seen both it's of them. It's interesting. That seems like a Matt move. I feel like Ryan would be more intelligent than that as far as negotiating <laughs> with you. So I'll make sure and let Matt know you think he's not very intelligent. No, no, no. In this case, as far as negotiation tactics, I feel like Matt would be the guy who would take the initiative and go, yes, I'll watch your movies first because I know in good faith you're going to watch no, mine. Matt I feel like Ryan a, would know better. Matt is a Lord of the Rings stan. Oh, loves Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So he was in it anyways. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's pop that bad boy in. Two Towers was my personal favorite. Uh, my, uh, Return of the King was pretty good as well. Hey, they had a pretty good video game, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Very, excellent I talked game. about this the other day. Uh, Super underrated. Yeah, I was the one that was shooting the arrows. I don't remember which Eric, one that dude, was. Me too, bro. Dude. Me too. That one was Matt classic. Was, Matt was the main guy. The Sword Slayer? I was, yeah, Legolas. Is that our guy's name? I don't know. I'm getting He was honest. Aragorn. Aragorn. That's the main guy. Sounds like I would switch between Aragorn and uh, the troll, or yeah, the short guy, Gimli. Yeah. That's what I, I only remember between. shooting the arrows. I'm going to be honest. Like, well, I, I you played remember the you demo had, a they, lot. They played this, it. the. Uh, you built, it was an RPG, but it was a multiplayer RPG. Yeah. So you built your characters up by doing certain things. So you had to have your computer guys being strong as well at certain points. Because mm. we played it on the hardest level. Yeah, I did not. And there were some parts where it was really, really tough. Yeah, I could see that. And you it's had like to make sure that your computer it. guys were really good. And so, you know, you would had to build them up at certain points. Defend the castle, bro. All costs. Great games. 
I thought that was a great game as well, too. I only played the one, I think. It might have been Return of the King, but I, I don't remember which one it was. It was just really good, whatever it was. Also, music. Uh, this Keep in mind, this is the top 100 Billboard hits from 1990. That would have been 30 years old. Those movies were from 1990 as well. Not a great year in movies, to be honest. Like I felt like there was about three of them that are on my top 100 list. The rest of them weren't even close. They weren't even sniffing that list. Uh, we'll start off with Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> Good song, Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi. Pump Up the Jam, Technotronic. Remember that? Pump, pump up the jam, pump, pump it, it up. up. Yeah, well, I know the that beat one. Is moving. Yeah, I know that jam. That's a good one. It was on Jock Jams. You remember the Jock Jams album? Of course I remember Jock Jams. I never got it, but I remember. Classic. Most of the time they would play that before you entered a basketball game. Yeah. Um, Unskinny Bop by Poison. Classic in my book. I don't even know that song. My question, you've heard it before. But my question is, why Unskinny Bop? Why not Skinny Bop? I don't know. And what are they bopping? Couldn't even tell you because I have no idea what the song is. Pop it, twist it, spin it? Flick it. Yeah. Well, I don't think Flick It was the last one. Flick It was one of them. Oh, it might have been. It just sounded like you were maybe making that bop, up bop inappropriately. Bop it, twist it, pull it, flick it. Flick It was because you kind of like... Yeah, boing. No, it wasn't boing. Yeah, it was like, It was shaped like a, almost like a, uh, a, crinkle, a crinkle french fry. And then you flick it. Mm. That was the bop it extra or something. Yeah. The regular bop it only had twist it, pull it, bop it. Pull it. Yep. Pull it was the one that I was referencing. I thought that was what you were talking about. The flick it, that's kind of an interesting addition there. We're going to have to check that out. Um, Also, Ice Ice Baby was Mm. a top hit. Solid. Can't Touch Us. MC Hammer was still on there. I don't think it released then. I think it was out well before then, but it was still on there. Um, Jenny's Got a Gun by Aerosmith classic the humpty dance by digital underground okay also i think that's a popular wedding song isn't it maybe seems like it i don't go to a ton of weddings but the ones i've been i think played that uh free fallen by tom petty r.i.p is he r.i.p yeah he's dead okay i trust your judgment well r.i.p you mr petty uh love shack by the b-52s and save the best for last again actually not maybe not the best but saved another good one just a friend by biz Marquis. classic as well i can dig that one yeah that's a classic so what do you got for us we're gonna bring a couple of trivia questions for you on who am i we'll start off with our first one we're going back to the nba and nfl today maybe later we'll go ncaa if we need to but who am i number one born on march 14th 1988 in Akron, Ohio. Listed as 6'3", 185 pounds. Point number three. Are you already riding? Yep. Well, that stinks. Yeah, because he was born in the same hospital as LeBron. And, yeah, there was only so many options as far as yeah. who could. I knew it from the very first one, if I'm being harmless. Not the... Yeah, March... No, the... Uh, Akron. Born in Akron. There's still going to be a lot of people that don't know it just from that part. The Akron, Ohio one I was hoping would throw you off, actually. And no. Now I know that solidified that you knew it. Yeah. 63185, I already said that. In 2008, he questioned the Apollo moon landing on a podcast. Fellow conspiracy theorist, 
Um, he also later jokingly recanted his comment and then had Under Armour create a custom pair of shoes inspired by the event. After wearing those shoes in a game, he auctioned them off on eBay for $58,100, donated that money to STEM Education Initiative. So, good guy as well, too. Um, fun fact number four, his NBA jersey was actually the top seller for the 2015-16 and 2016-17 seasons. See, none of those two facts you would have known, would you? Yes, like, I would have. You would have known who that was based on that information? The yes. jerseys? Yes. Not the Apollo moon landing? No, the moon landing, no. Yeah, you're not a conspiracy theorist, bro. Tinfoil hats. Um, point number five, he's an avid golfer, and he even has competed in professional tournaments with amateur status. Would you have known that one? Yes, because you... Tony Romo. One of you all, t- was it you that told me that somebody's uncle's a golf pro out in California? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I, he's yeah. not a golf pro, but he's involved with a golf course, yeah. Yeah, and he goes there. He's a member, yeah. Yeah. So one of these days I'm going to show up and be his caddy, and he's going to ask me to read a putt, and I'm going to be incorrect. But that's okay. That's what caddies do. Fun fact number six, he wanted to attend Virginia Tech. Did you know that? Um, I don't want to give something away, but after we get to a certain point, I'll say why. I could see why. Oh, well, you can already see it because his father went there. That's why I was going to say, but I didn't want to give that away. That's not giving anything away. His father went yes, there. Yes, that's why I figured it would be something that he would want to do because his dad went there. But he was only offered a walk-on position at Virginia Tech, and so he declined. And then he actually chose to go to Davidson on a full-ride scholarship. And he went on to break multiple school and conference records there. So, hey, Virginia Tech, you probably messed up on that one. Uh, fun fact number seven. He was actually a first-team all-rookie individual. He received the NBA Sportsmanship Award in 2011, his sophomore year. That's big accolade. Um, Wonder what happened to all that. Three-point contest champion in 2015. Some would say it's a crime that he's only a one-time champion. How many times has he done it, though? Four. Really? Yeah, his own teammate beat him twice, remember? I think twice. I know for sure at least once. See, I've gotten murdered before for saying that I thought Clay Thompson was a better set shooter. Well, you just gave a lot away there. Well, you not set really. shooter. I I could set see it. shooter. But this is my thing. I think you know they were talking about like people who don't jump that much. Like even watching Buddy Heald in the event, he kind of jumps forward and it's mm-hmm. not a high jump. I feel like Steph has a more effortless shot where it's just a flick of the wrist, whereas Clay elevates on his jump shot. Yeah. But Trey Young elevates on his jump shot and didn't do really too great. In the yeah, contest. I guess you just gave it away, too, because you just said his name. Did I say his name? Yes. <laughs> One of them? You said his name. Well, Trey Young is not who it is. Okay, so hopefully that helps you. That, you know, that's unfortunate that that happened again. Um, also, where was I? Uh, he's part of the 50-40-90 club. I like that club. 2016, he was part of that club. Uh, NBA steals leader in 2016. That's the most Let's surprising. Let's go back to that because I want to know how many people actually know what that is. 50, 40, 90? I know what it is. Yeah. 50%, but, 40%, 90%. 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line. Correct. Can you name a couple other people that have done it? Not many. Was there three other? One of them was his former teammate. Should have been Mark Price. 
he's close. One of them was his former teammate. Former teammate. Yes. Iguodala. <laughs> yeah, Iguodala, <laughs> big big three point shooter. Kevin Durant, I believe, is one. One year. Yes. I could Ray s- Allen. Michael Red. I don't know if Michael Red was. I think he shoot ninety percent from free throw. Fifty percent from the field is actually. I mean, a ninety percent from the free throw line. I feel like a couple of those guys could do that, but the fifty percent from the field is interesting. Yes, forty percent from the three is also tough. Like each one of those categories is tough in its own right. To do all three is pretty insane, to be honest. Um, also, keeping on with his resume, the most surprising thing on the list to me: two thousand sixteen NBA steals leader. That was shocking to me when I read that. I thought there was a typo there. He was also a two-time scoring champion. Or no, one-time scoring champion, two-time All-NBA second-teamer, three-time All-NBA first-teamer, six-time All-Star, two-time MVP, and three-time NBA champion. Who am I, even though you already said his name? You said his name. With that being said, (laughs) who am I number two, since you already know that one? Fun fact number one. Now, you're going to have to put your thinking cap on a little bit for this one, okay? We already told you what sport it was or what. Yes. You, you've told me what sport this is because I know what the first one was. Do you want me to tell his name, too? Um, <laughs> born on October 28th, 1972. So that makes him 47 years old, if you need help calculating that. He was born in San Diego, California. He is listed as 5'11", 210 pounds. Are you already writing a guy's name? No, I'm doing. I'm listening, but Good. I'm, I'm writing something for something else. If you got both of these on the first ten, I was going to be very angry, and I was going to change up my strategy next week. 5'11", 2'10", 47-year-old. He has seven brothers and sisters. Got a big family just like you. I figured you'd enjoy that. Fun fact number four. He originally attended Long Beach State University and redshirted his freshman year. He then played the next season there, but the university eliminated the football program after the season due to budget cuts. So he then went to the University of Georgia. That would be, how would you feel if you were at a school and they cut the sports program for budget purposes? That would would suck, but the thing that kind of is crazy to me is he was like, yeah, it sucks that they cut it here at Long Beach State. Let's go all the way across the country and go to Georgia. Well, I think Georgia's a little bit of a step up as well, oh, too. Oh, absolutely, so. but that's, that's such a like, that's drastic so change. Yeah. Well, his father was uh, popular for playing. We're keeping a theme here. His father was popular for playing at Long Beach State, but actually he convinced the coach to give him a scholarship. Uh, they weren't even highly recruiting him. But he had confidence in him. And I, I'm going to think that coach, even though he died before coaching him, I read, uh, he was probably pretty happy that he had him on there because he's a pretty good player as well, too. Um, but he also has appeared on Sesame Street, Disney Channel's The Jersey. I knew you'd like that one. Sister, Sister, The Colbert Report. And he's also appeared on the cover of NFL Game Day 99. He was a cover athlete. He also made an appearance on Madden 2006, serving as a player's mentor and in the new superstar mode, as well as doing some announcer work on the game. So for all you avid Madden fans, think of 2006. You might remember this feller. Fun fact number six. 
He was drafted in the sixth round of the 1995 NFL Draft. He entered the training camp that year as the six-string tailback. (laughs) Pretty impressive. Now, he was actually a long shot to make the team, as most six-string running backs are. And he impressed in preseason and ended up starting the season at tailback. Pretty impressive. Fun fact number seven, he's actually a member of the NFL 90s decade team. He's a two-time rushing TD leader. He's a one-time rushing yards leader. He's a two-time NFL offensive player of the year. That was very impressive to me. Three-time first-team All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, and one-time Super Bowl MVP, also is now a Hall of Famer. I think, to be honest, I didn't look at this. I I usually like to bring the knowledge as far as how many teams they played on. I think he only played on one team in his career. If Um, it's who I think it is, that's the only – I only remember him playing for one team. Well, the Denver Broncos was the team that I was thinking. Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure I got who it is, and I think that is correct. Good, because I wasn't – I believe he got dinged up, and he kind of just retired. I could see that being true. Yeah. But pretty pretty good player, obviously, with that type of resume. So for all the people listening at home, born in San Diego, California, 47 years old currently, 5'11", 210, big family, went to the University of Georgia, appeared on NFL Game Day 99, drafted in 1995, and then is a Hall of Famer currently as well as other accolades, two-time Super Bowl champion, one-time Super Bowl MVP, who am I? So go ahead and give the people what they want. Number one is Steph Curry. Stephanie Curry. Yeah. Which, did you know his first name is actually not Stephen? Uh, it's something weird. Wardell. Wardell, yeah. Which is his father name. He's a second. That's why they called him old Deli Boy. Deli Curry. Nice. Uh, the second one is... Um, uh, he was good. He, I mean, he played with John Elway. Running back Terrell Davis. That's right. I did not know the thing about um, Long Beach State in Georgia, though. I did not know that. That was interesting for me. I, I didn't know. I mean, it's probably without him going to Georgia, he probably wouldn't have been drafted. Played uh, behind an NFL running back as well. So even though that individual left before him, he had a pretty good senior year, and that's probably what propelled him to get drafted in the sixth round. Who was the one before him? I think it was Logan Hurth or something like that. I didn't recognize the name as far as knowing him as a player, but it did say he was an NFL running back, and uh, it said his name on there. Nice. So, I don't know how many people knew the second one. I know John will probably know it. He normally gets those pretty good. Yep. But now we're switching it up because there was a segment that I cannot remember the name of, and neither can you, and neither can the two people that I texted and asked if they knew. But there was a segment that I came up with last week that I'm going to test your knowledge. I have, these are, they're mixed college and NBA. There's a couple NBA and there's a couple college. Okay. Okay. I've, what I was writing the numbers down is to the side, I was writing down which number I'm asking this question. So I have six of them. You are to determine, we're going to do it just like you do the, the who am I? Okay, you're going to write it down so people don't 
so people can do this at home as well. You're gonna you're gonna write down and say whether you think that this rule is real or whether you think this rule is fake. All right, I'm just gonna put the numbers on which one I think is which. Okay. All right, number one. If a player receives his sixth personal foul, and all subs have already been disqualified, said player shall remain in the game and shall be charged with personal and team fouls with every subsequent foul after that. So I'll explain this in layman terms. If a person gets their sixth foul, right, and every person that's on the bench has already fouled out, and this because in the, in the NBA it is a rule that you have to have five players on the floor at one time, right. So if all of the bench players have already fouled out, right, if he gets their sixth foul, this person gets to stay in the game, right. Number two. A timeout may be granted before the jump ball to begin the game ends. A timeout may be granted before the jump ball to begin the game ends. So the one that's starting the game, you can call a timeout before it happens. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. But I'm not sure if I know if it's real or fake. <laughs> Number three. This one's kind of a long one. Uh... The length of each extra period shall be five minutes. So every overtime shall be five minutes. When referring to a tournament or a playoff, as many as such periods as are necessary to break the tie shall be played. In regards to the regular season, once ten overtimes have been played, the game is thus considered a tie. Okay. Number four. When the ball awarded to the wrong team, when the ball is awarded to the wrong team, the error must be rectified before the throw-in ends. Number five. Do you need me to repeat any of them? Not yet. Okay. I think we should repeat them before we give our answers. For sure. But. Number five. If a player commits a flagrant two foul and is ejected from the game, the player may remain on the bench within the ref's discretion. Ready for the next one? I'm ready. Number six. If a player shatters a backboard or bends a rim during play, that player will be assessed a technical foul. However, if the offense happens if the, if the offense happens during a pregame and or halftime, Slash warm-ups, no penalty is assessed. All right. I think I've got them. All but right. I'm, I'm concerned about a couple of them. So I'll go ahead and tell you, because I did say that I would say this. It's half and half. Oh, so that makes me think that. All right, I'm going to make an adjustment. <laughs> you can't make an adjustment. That's why I waited until after. Okay. Because I want to hear your initial answers. Okay. It is. That's so fair. I'm going to read. I'm going to read these over again. I'll tell you the one that I think I missed, too, which will tell you that I got them all right. Okay. Number one. If a player receives his sixth personal foul and all subs have already been disqualified, said player shall remain in the game and shall be charged with personal and team fouls for the rest of the game. So number one is real. Correct. But the the wording on it, the assessing the personal and team foul at the end is what kind of threw me off because I, I knew there was an additional penalty for it, mm -hmm. but I thought it was 
like a technical where they got a free throw in the ball or something. I couldn't yeah. remember what it was. I just I knew that was a real thing. All right, number two. A timeout may be granted before the jump ball to begin the game ends. Number two is fake. That is correct. So far, you were two for two. Boom. That you were having little, you, you were having a little trouble with that one at first. You were you were kind of questioning yourself. Yeah, yeah. I had to make sure I was thinking correctly. All right, number three. The length of each extra period shall be five minutes. When referring to a tournament or playoff, as many such periods as are necessary to break the tie shall be played. In regards to the regular season, once ten overtimes have been played, the game is thus considered a tie. And in a tie, number three is real. Number three is fake. Oh, that hurts me. Yes. Because now <laughs> there's no tie in basketball. Now that means that I'm off on another. Ooh, boy. Number four. So am I allowed to change my answers now? <laughs> when the ball is award- when the ball's awarded to the wrong team, the error must be rectified before the throw-in ends. So I put fake, and it's obviously real. That's real. Yep. Number five. If a player commits a flagrant two foul and is ejected from the game, the player may remain on the bench within the ref's discretion. This is another one that I got wrong. I put fake, but it's actually real. No, it's fake. Oh. That is, if a player commits a flagrant two foul, it does not matter. You are ejected, and you must go to the locker room. The discretion part was interesting. Oh, I know. I was th- I, 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 Trust me, dude. I thought about this when I was wording it. Yeah. Oh, you worded that number three. <laughs> oh, yeah. I worded that number three perfectly because I was like, how can this sound intelligently enough to where he's going to think that this is actually real? <laughs> that was because part of here's, my determining here's the thing. factor. The actual rule said... The length of each extra period shall be five minutes. Uh, as many such periods as are necessary to break the tie shall be played. Right. So, so you I just added, added the playoff and the playoff or tournament. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, this will probably throw him off. And then number six, if a player shatters the backboard or bends the rim during play, that player will be assessed a technical foul. However, if the offense happens during a pregame and or halftime warmups, no penalty is assessed. So this is college. Uh, this is the NBA. That I, we just watched this happen with Zion the other day when he bent the rim. That was in the All Star game. No, he did it in this first regular season game or something too for the Pelicans. But that's why I thought it was fake because they didn't. They got the level out and they checked it, didn't assess him any type of penalty. Did he do it during the game? Yeah, it's supposed to be a technical. That's terrible. Why for, would you have that rule? That it was, it's uh, for unsportsmanlike conduct. That's horrible. For having faulty equipment like Shaq breaking yeah. the backboard, you're supposed to get a technical <laughs> He's supposed there? to get a technical. Yeah, that is that horrible. Is, that is a rule. If a player shatters a backboard or bends the rim during play, that player will be assessed a technical foul. Man. However, if it happens during pregames and or warm-ups, no penalty is assessed. The thing that really threw me off is, you know, there's the rule where you're not supposed to be dunking before the game as well, too. That's only in high school. Right. But that's why it threw me as far as, are they... So that's good. Yeah. So what did you think there? Did, how many? Did I, how many did you get right? One. You got one right. No, I got two. Yeah. You got two right and four wrong. So I feel like I did my job. Well, if you're trying to get me to miss them, then yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get you to miss them, just like you're trying to get me to miss the who uh, am I? No, I'm not trying to get you to miss them. I gave you Steph Curry today as number thirty. Yeah. Yeah. But there's but a friendly I, medium to be played. Yeah. I think on yours, you did it well. Yeah, I think exactly. on mine, you got to make sure people at home 
you've got a good general knowledge about a lot of players. We got to make sure the people at home are able to get <laughs> yeah. them as well too. With these, you got a 50-50 chance. Take your shot. Yeah. So we'll do this every once in a while. We won't. I don't think we could do it every episode. It's a lot of. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't that hard to find. I just went to the NCAA's website and found the rule book for men's basketball and scrolled through 168 pages until I found a couple that I liked. I think we should do one week the state laws. Like, you ever have the state <laughs> laws that are bad? Yeah, that, the bad, bad state laws. I think if you get a chance, you should do that next week because there's some – like I think in Indiana, you can't walk with an ice cream cone in your pocket. Yeah, back like pocket. That. Yeah, back pocket. Yeah, I've heard that. So there's some classic rules like that. It would be fun to see which ones are real and fake. That one actually is real. Right. That's what I'm saying, though, because think wonder, about it. I wonder if it's really enforced, though. No. But think about it. When If you heard that, you just automatically be like, no, there's no way. For sure. So that moves us to our locks of the week. Um, last week, I didn't miss and I didn't get it right. I pushed. That's right. I had Gonzaga minus 17 over San Francisco, and they won by 17. Which I told you I pushed on that as well, too, because remember I told you you were going to be wrong? Yeah. But I, di- I didn't have such a bad week. I didn't have a great week either. When you, when you have that many games, you're going to miss one or two. Yeah. So this week I'm going to take um, – Maryland plus one at Minnesota. Oh, and that's a game I stayed away from because I think Maryland is the better team. I think the Big Ten is a home dominant team. But I'm I gonna, thought you got away from that. I well, I said it could be changed because of what Penn State did, but now I'm starting to think maybe Penn State just isn't as good right now as what I thought they were. <laughs> With that being said, I'll oppose you for the sake of opposition. But I've got a couple of fun ones as well, too. I've got Virginia. It's looking good. As two-and-a-half-point favorites at Virginia Tech. And just to be fair to BJ, because he writes all this stuff down before we come, so we're watching the game now. Right. And Virginia's up 15, but he already has all this stuff written down beforehand. And to just show you how legitimate I am, I also had the over 113-and-a-half, and and currently it's almost halftime, and there's been 37 points stored in the game. (laughs) So let's see some world record beaters in the second half, Virginia. Let's get some threes up. Um, I'm also going to take, so that was my second. I'm going to take Rhode Island uh, as 11.5 point favorites. Obi at, Toppins, brother, huh? At Fordham. Nice. Watch out for that lock of the week. Now, I'm also going to take Bradley as three point favorites at Illinois State. I think that should be much more. I think that's probably an 11 point game. Uh, New Mexico is actually getting three points at Air Force. Shocked me. When I saw it, I was almost nervous about it, like the Minnesota game, because something's not right there, and I always end up missing the ones that are not right like that. And last but not least, I'm sorry, John. I got to do it. I think Florida wins tonight against LSU, but I think LSU Getting five points is a lot of points to give that LSU team. Florida's starting to play better. Um, I don't think they're an extremely high-scoring team as well, too. Give me LSU plus five at Florida. Florida's one of those teams that you don't want to see in the NCAA tournament. Right. Because of the talent that they do actually have, and if they put it together, they could be scary good. And they're probably going to be, what, a nine seed, eight seed? Probably, yeah. So that's an interesting matchup because guess who they play next? A one. Bingo. Unless you're Virginia. <laughs> Unless you're Virginia. I just still can't believe it happened. Right. But that moves us forward to the Fury 
and Deontay Wilder fight. Mm. So, over before it started. It's a super shredder versus the other super shredder. One looked like super shredder from Ninja Turtles. One shredded like 200 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> very impressive. Those pictures of him were kind of ridiculous. I didn't realize he was that big. And still, the way he moves is very impressive for oh, being six yeah. nine, three hundred and what ninety pounds. No, he's two seventy three. No, what was he though in those pictures? Well, in those pictures, he wasn't boxing anymore. Yeah, but he was still. Yeah, he's probably four hundred pounds. A boxer. I yeah, mean, he wasn't boxing professionally, but. Yeah, so I actually talked to Grant, and what I had said last week, because I knew it was something he had got addicted to cocaine and alcohol. Yeah. So I knew it was something like some type of drug. Then how do you get that big? <laughs> alcohol man yeah. it's alcohol it'll do it to you the first one I figure that'd make him like run marathons and stuff like that <laughs> yeah I, I don't know but it was a fight that I went into it not knowing who I would cheer for yeah because I've watched Fury fights and cheered for him yep what I've seen of Wilder I've also cheered for him but when it came down to it I cheered for Wilder yep I just I wanted Wilder to win, and it was disappointing because he just never showed up. Or I can't say that he was there for about what would you say, uh, part of the first round. Part of the first round, it felt like it was actually he probably won the first round in problem, and I'd say the first round and a half. I'll say the first round was surprising to me because I knew going into it, Fury was the better boxer. But I knew Wilder can end a fight with one punch. And yeah. Fury's movement was very elusive in the first fight. And Fury tired out a little bit in the later rounds. And that's when he got caught with that one punch, which is the highlight for that entire fight. Yeah. Like, there was a draw, and they only show Wilder being successful in that fight. And so to see what he did in the first round and a half, like you said, was surprising to me. But it didn't felt like feel like it was going to last to be honest now fury hit him fury hit him with that shot and it i don't he didn't knock him down in the second round i think he felt like he knocked him down in the third round yeah it might have been the second round but he hit him with that shot and it stunned him right and you could tell like he was like oh no nah, he's legit gonna bring it to me the one that he said was behind his ear or was that later yeah, uh yeah that was that one because his first knockdown was the one that he said was behind his head and everybody was saying he was dragging on that's boxing like as far as when you get into the clinch and they separate and they give him a little bit of time mm -hmm. it, it was just interesting to see fury being the bigger taller not stronger just bigger taller longer rangier fighter his game plan coming into this fight was exactly correct, in my opinion. Yeah, his his thing was, okay, I may catch that one hit, but guess what? I'm gonna bring it at you, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to stop me, in order to do that. Right. And he brought it to him and pressed forward, just dominated the fight. Now, obviously, though, unless you live under a rock, you know that he won by TKO by the towel being thrown in. Right. Now, there's been a lot of stuff coming out afterwards. Where Fury sent, or where Wilder saying, you know, the suit did this and all that. Here's my here's my real question for you though. Do you agree with Wilder being upset with his guy throwing the talent? Yes, I agree with it because as a boxer, what do you want to do? You want to go out on your shield. So if he dies in the ring, he dies in the ring. But to have somebody else take that away from you, um, I could understand why he's upset, but did his corner do the right thing 
In my opinion, yes. And watching Wilder, Wilder was extremely slowed down. He was extremely lethargic. They said he had a burst his eardrum. Which he, he recanted and said that it did not happen. I don't... I still think he did. His equilibrium was way off. Yeah. Like his balance, he, he was not... There was zero chance. And the thing is, you want a puncher's chance. Yeah. And Wilder always has that. He, he was going to get hurt in that fight. So, in my opinion, they did the right thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't... If, if I'm Wilder, I, I want to make that decision. Right. Like I want, I want to either get knocked out, or I want to make the decision and not come back out. I don't want someone else. I'm undefeated. I'm the champion. I want to make that decision. Which I'll be honest, I'm not making the decision to not come back out. I'm getting knocked out. That's what I'm saying. I, I but still, I want to be able to make that decision if that's if right. that's a decision needs to be made. You're the one who's I, put in the work yes. to get there. You've had 43 fights before that. Yeah, and I've won every fight except for one, and that one I tied. Right. And it was against this dude, who everyone says is a better boxer than me. Let me go out and prove it, even if I'm getting my, my tail whipped right now. Right. If it's happened, then that's fine. Wilder's been in bad in bad situations before. None of them have been that bad, I don't think. No. But he's been in bad situations before. Let's see how he's going to respond. Cuts are different than being stung, though. And uh, his gas tank depleted when he got knocked down a couple of times. And then, obviously, like I said, he was clearly off balance. He wasn't doing well. Yeah. I mean, I think what that commentator said, uh, Joe Tessitore, or it, it might have been Lennox Lewis that actually said it, that said that, you know, not enough stuff is put not enough uh, stuff is given whenever that big guy has to get himself up off the mat and how much energy that takes. Right. Which I think goes into what you're saying. I mean, it's a lot of weight to pull up off that mat. I mean, he's 6'6", 6'7", you know, 231. That's a lot to get up off the mat. Yeah. Especially when you're kind of stunned as well. Fury was mixing it up nice, too. He had a couple of nice body shots. That one dig to the body, I mean, I felt that. Oh, gosh. That's as hard as you can punch somebody, and it wasn't quite a liver shot, but it's in an area that probably didn't feel good. Yeah. Now, did you watch the fight, any of the undercards? No, I did not. So there was a fight right before it. It was two big heavyweights, and it's funny because Grant, so my cousin came in from Durham, went to the game with us. Didn't get Uh, to see much of a game. Yeah. The first about 10 minutes was, five minutes maybe. Yeah. Yeah. uh, by the way, are you get, are you going to talk about that later? Oh yeah, it's after this. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it after this. But uh, so he came over, Grant, and Jack came over, me and Matt, and uh, cousin Steven, and then Ryan's buddies. We all went over Ryan's, got some pizza. He ordered the fight. We pitched in. Oh, and Sharp, Sharpie. can't forget Sharp, Sharpie out there looking like Tyson Fury with a mustache, Classic. completely shaved head, got the mustache. It was the, he looked just like Tyson Fury. He had a hood on and everything. Probably wearing his Kobe's. <laughs> I don't remember if he was or not. Uh, but oh my! When that yeah, that was nice. When so when that fight was about to happen, he had forgotten who was going to fight. Whenever we were on the way there, Grant did. And then whenever they were talking about the fights, he was like, "Oh my gosh!" Whenever they said the names of the two guys, he goes, "These they're just fat, heavy, fat, slow heavyweights. It's going to be such a boring fight." And uh, he said that one of the guys, he used to be a football player, and I can't think of his name. You can see his face, but I can't think of his name. He's like, this guy always just gets knocked out. They put him against good people, and he just gets knocked out. <laughs> Dude, that other guy hit him with a, a combo body shot left hook. 
knocked the guy out, like fell out, looked like he got his ankles broken on a on a crossover. He just fell out, and it was just like, uh, and this fight was over. Done. And I was like, well, that was the best fight of the night as far as knockouts goes. Because you always, I don't know, when you watch boxing, you like to see knockouts like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you like seeing it to be ended on the fighter's terms, not yeah. by the scorecard. That's what For I sure. like. But yeah, so it was a good time. I, I mean, I wonder. I mean, I wonder when they're gonna fight again because uh, Wilder did already say he's gonna exercise his rematch clause. Yeah, which is interesting to me. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you right now. If I were Wilder, I wouldn't take that fight because he's gonna lose again. Oh, by the way, I almost won $300 off that. Really? Should have won $300 off it. Why didn't you? Sold a couple pair of shoes that I mentioned to you. Had a little extra play money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I noticed that one of my good buddies had made a Facebook post about he was taking uh, Wilder to knock out Fury in less than seven, seven or less. And so, of course, me stirring the pot, I said, I'm interested in that. Talk to me. And so he said, how much do you want to go for? And I said, if you're taking Wilder in seven or less, I'll put $300 on it. And then I never heard back from him. And I thought, all right, you know, this is interesting. Is this a person that I know? No, I don't think you've ever met him. It's one of my buddies. um, I know him through the shoe world. And so I messaged him Saturday and just said, hey, are you interested in not not trying to be rude or anything? I just said, hey, did you have a number? What do you want to do? And he was a man about it and basically was like, I'm going to retract my offer and I don't want to make that bet. And I'm like, <laughs> well, do you want to take Wilder? And he's like, I'm not so sure about it. I'm just, he was like, we'll, we'll maybe do something in the future as far he's, as that. Yeah. Basically, he's like, I didn't think anybody would call me on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. So I loved it because I was like, I mean, you're honest about it. And I, I didn't want to take his money as far as, I mean, that was just too good of a bet to pass up. Yeah, for sure. Wilder did need to win by a knockout. So that was the one thing that was intelligent on his part. If Wilder was going to win, he wasn't going to win on points. Yeah. Now, the seven rounds, I, I would have probably said 10 just to give you a couple extra rounds. Um, but that's that's not a good bet on his part. So, yeah, didn't, didn't win the money. Was very devastated because I wanted to win that money. But the thing I was going to say to you, too, is what you missed out by watching that fight that night was the UFC card that I told you had maybe if I could choose a fight for the entire year. The Habib versus Tony Ferguson is going to be like the highlight fight of the year, in my opinion, because that's two great fighters. But if I could handpick a fight I want to watch, there's a couple of them. Justin Gaethje would probably be an additional fighter in this. But Paul Felder and Dan the Hooker Hangman. Dan the Hangman Hooker. I had that backwards. Not the Dan the Hooker Hangman. <laughs> had a war. And it, it absolutely was the best fight of the year. Now, obviously, it's not been that long. But if you have a chance, go back and watch some of that. And if you don't have a chance to watch the full five rounds of five minutes apiece, go to ESPN. And they have one segment that is like the end of the fourth. First of all, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the picture of them together in the hospital? Oh, that was them? That was them. Okay, yeah, I saw you share that. Yeah, that was the dudes who closed the night, had a phenomenal fight, and it was differentiated by one round and it was a split decision i believe and then they ended up in the hospital together but the fourth round they have one segment where they're just they're literally taking each other's best shots and just (laughs) dishing it out and it was like dude these dudes aren't going to go down like they're like rock'em sock'em robots that 
the chin doesn't go up on. You ever had that broken Rock'em Sock'em robot where it's like, okay, you're just winning because you're cheating, basically. That's how this was, but they weren't winning. They were just beating the piss out of each other. <laughs> so, yeah, great great night of fights overall. Um, I, I had some fun with a buddy at a bonfire. Burnt a lot of wood. More more wood than you would ever imagine. Just piles on piles. I'm the fire master, by the way. I don't what, know. If, well, so what time did you go over there? I got there after the North Carolina game. So you got there early. Well, they actually, I was late for their standards, but yeah. Yeah, they. I think they got there around five. I wanted to watch that Carolina versus U of L slaughter, and then I actually brought some pierogies. Shout out to the Dutch delicacy, Pennsylvania Dutch delicacy pierogies. If you don't know what pierogies are, whew, need to learn, learn real quickly because they are delicioso. Where did you get them from? I make them. They're they're oh, okay. Miss teas. They're actually just a box, and then you brown them and uh, on a skillet, and they're they're fire. And then I, I took some onion rings over as well, too. Had some burgers. They had some macaroni salad, uh, some potato salad. Uh, Blake's family brought Jeff's Bakery Donuts. And I'm just telling you, like, the entire night, everybody ran it and raved about how good they were. Well, I'm going to go ahead and recant or go ahead and uh, debate this because Ooh. I wanted to bring this up earlier. Ooh. So, Jeremy's birthday last year, not this past year, but the year before. Okay, we rented a party bus, and we basically just drove around the city of Louisville. Well, our bus driver was from Indiana. Okay. Best donuts around here is Jeff's Bakery. That's what he kept saying. Yeah. Best donuts, and I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. So we drove over there. You're more of a honey cream, honey nut. No. What is it? No. Honey cream? Honey cream's okay, but no. Yeah. I would say Jeff's better than honey cream. But honey cream's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. So we get over there, get a couple glazed donuts. Glazed is my favorite. My the way I look at things is I should be able to get your just regular thing, and that should tell me whether yours is the best. Does that make sense? Like if I get a steak somewhere, I shouldn't have to get, or if I get a burger somewhere, I shouldn't have to get it dressed to make it the best thing. I, I should be able to get it plain, and it should be okay. If you like it that way, that's fine. But I should be able to eat it plain, and it should tell me just by eating it plain that that is the best one. I feel like it's my philosophy with the cheese pizza thing. Yeah, exactly. So we go there, I eat it, and I'm like, these are good. Yeah. And he's like, that's it? I'm like, yeah, because Nord's is better. Have it Nord's, Nord's Bakery off of Preston Street just shared an article. I think I shared it yesterday. Nord's Bakery voted best donut in the state of Kentucky again. Again. For about the fifth or sixth time. A faggle. Yes. Shout out to Ray Shutt, former guest. Yup. Pete me to Nord's Bakery, dude. I'll have to try it. Oh, we'll, we'll go get it. They have a maple bacon donut. I saw it on there. So fire, dude. I didn't try Jeff's, though, if I'm being honest. so like Jeff's I, is good. I'm not going to crap on Jeff's and say it's not good. Yeah. Jeff's is good. So before anyone tries to hop on there and say, oh, I can't believe you said... Jeff's is good. It's not better than Nord's. We had this conversation. So is the guy's name Jeff, or is he from Jeffersonville, Indiana? It's in Jeffersonville, Indiana. I think he should have done Jeff's and Jeff. Yeah, I don't know what his name is. But I wonder, I'm pretty sure Nord's Bakery, the Nord's used to play for Louisville. I'm not 100% positive on that. Terrence Nord and... No, Greg Nord. Hmm. Uh, But he is... Well, his sister, Sarah Nord. No, these are white people. 
<laughs> Sarah Nord played basketball. She was yep, for U of really, really good. Yeah. I watched her get a triple-double, and she's like 5'2". I played against her. She probably gave you buckets. No, I didn't guard her. Yeah, probably a good decision on your part. Because <laughs> she's a walking bucket, dude. She could really, she could play. Yeah. Yeah, she's very good. But uh, Used to be. We were riding home from UPS, and he was like, man, you want some donuts? This is Ray, and I was like, sure. I was like, I don't know. He's like, oh, I already know where we're going. I just wanted to see if he wanted any. And I was like, okay, where are we going? He's like, Nord's. I was like, what's Nord's? He goes, you've never had Nord's Bakery? I was like, no. I was like, okay. So this is like 5.45 in the morning. Where is it? It's on Preston Street. It's right next to 65 pretty much. It's kind of close to UofL's campus. Um, Were they as good as Donuts Galore or more? I never had Donuts Galore. Donuts Galore. How did you never have it? I just, I never did. Rookie mistake. So you know where Bandito's is? No. Because it's not far from Bandito. Heard of it. Uh, so we get off the exit and we get over there. And uh, it's 5.45, and there's a line out the door. And I was like, what's the heck's going on here? He goes, oh, they don't open until 6. And I was like, well, wireless, wireless people out there. He goes, oh, you'll see. Got to get them fresh. So we go in there, dude. They're, first off, their glazed donuts are about this big. They're, Why? Because they're great. Wow. And they're perfectly cooked. Good things come in small packages too, bro. Oh, I know. See, here's the thing. I, as much as people may be like, what the heck? Like, Krispy Kreme has a chain. They're, those are, I still think those are great, too. Hmm. The Krispy Kreme, just regular glazed donuts. Yeah. They're, I think those are fire as well, but I don't think they're better than Norris or Jeff Bakery. But they're still good. But that first day, I was looking, I was like, that one's got a piece of bacon on top of it. <laughs> he, Ray was like, yeah, grab one of those. I was like, all right. So I got me a couple glaze and a, and a maple bacon and a, I'm a big uh, chocolate milk guy with my donuts. Okay. Great, dude. I go with vitamin D milk, whole milk. See, I'm I'm one of the weird people that like skim, but I love skim. Well, I don't milk. know if that's weird. I think no, it's super weird when you ask people because they're like, oh, it's just water. I don't care. I love skim milk. I think most people grew up on skim, didn't they? I'm not sure. Now, most people grew up on breast milk. Two per- Well, yeah, TT milk. Um, I thought 2% maybe is actually most popular. It's funny to me that I used to know the milk by seeing the color of the lid and stuff. That cracks yeah, me up. Yeah, light blue is, is skim. Well, I know that because that's what I always get. Then it was pink, too. And then uh, the blue, royal blue was the 2%, and the yeah. red was uh, vitamin D vitamin or whole D. milk. You ever drink buttermilk? No, I don't. Well, maybe, <laughs> but I don't think so. Drink buttermilk, really? Yeah, it's... I used to eat butter for fun. Yeah, that's different though. That's buttermilk, I... though, you just use for like biscuits and stuff. That's how it turned out the way I did. <laughs> Killed all <laughs> my brain sense. cells. But um, yeah, so that that was a long-winded story there to talk that uh, Nord's is better than Jeff Bakery. So I didn't get to try any of Jeff's bakery because Blake's daughter Hazel clearly stated to Blake that they had to take. The donuts. And Blake was like, no, we need to leave them here. We got to share to. And eventually she talked to him and she was giving him such crud that he ended up taking them with him. <laughs> so, yeah. So I never got to try one. So I'll have to try Jeff's at some point. It's good. I really don't eat a ton of donuts, to be honest. So, like, it's it's not a thing that I can feel like I give a fair grading to as far as best donut around. But I, I like good donuts, obviously. Yeah. I don't dislike donuts. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone that didn't like donuts. You know what I'd say – if if uh, Nord's has a good apple fritter, they might do. They have everything. I'd be shocked if they didn't. 
I mean, that's that's what I'm going there. When we go, I'm going to try the apple fritter. If we go, we're going to have to wake up and go at 6 in the morning. Cause that's to? when they're the best. We have to. So if, they don't it, make any more the rest of the day. Oh, that's... no, they do, but it's just like a have-to thing. Oh, man. What if you just stay up till 6 a.m. one time? I'll go play Dude, basketball I'm, one I'm of those I'm 31 times. years old. I don't do that anymore. That's what I'm saying. I'll go play basketball at one of those open gyms 12 to 4. That's a long time to wait. Well, what's funny, man, is like I whenever I worked third shift, I was like, oh, man, I'll always be a night out. Now it's like, man, what? Cavs are beating the Sixers, bro. Man. Two best teams in the NBA playing tonight. Oh, by the way. Yeah. How did it feel with your game the other day? <laughs> Good and bad. I, the you, thing called, I, you were like, oh, this game's over with. They're going to cover. And then we look up, and it's close. And then I look up the next day, and they won. <laughs> well, that, that was the only good thing that happened about it. So I told him Monday night, had the Heat uh, given up six points against Cleveland. And I told him what's going to end up happening then after it was a blowout the whole game. Then all of a sudden, third quarter, they got it close. I'm like, what's going to end up happening is the Cavs are going to cover, but the Heat are still going to win. It's absolutely worst-case scenario. But the Cavs ended up winning, so I can't really be that mad. For their 16th win of the season, you know, right on par with uh, John's T-Wolves. They've got 16 wins as well, too. So looks like the Sixers might get number – or the uh, Cavs might get number 17 against the Sixers, (laughs) Don. Yeah, so – Saturday, uh, like I said, my cousin came in from Durham, and uh, we got tickets to the Louisville, North Carolina game. Got him a ticket to the Louisville, North Carolina game. Sharp and Ryan ended up coming as well, so that was a good time. Nice. Uh, the game started out as a snoozer, though. It was like 5-5 five to five for like the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. It was terrible. And then, I don't know what happened that sparked us to go on a run, but yeah, Louisville went on a pretty big run, and... Well, the broadcaster said the best thing that I heard in that game was it, it was like a two-point game, and he said it's feeling like if Carolina gets into halftime with less than a 10-point margin, it's a successful day for them. And you knew UofL is a second-half team as far as games that they've been down at home, and I you just felt the tide turn real quickly, and it got ugly quick. Yeah, and then – in the second half, when Louisville was up big, I was like, well, this is pretty much over. And it was like that nine-minute mark, which if you think back almost exactly a year before that, we blew a 23-point lead against Duke. Yeah. Well. Wasn't happening this game, brother. Well, it felt like it there for a second when uh, Cole Anthony decided he was going to hit two of the most ridiculous shots in a row, Boy. followed up by a heat check air ball that barely touched the backboard. But that's what it is, is he, you know, every team is keying on without Garrison Brooks or Justin Pierce. Yeah. Pierce spaces the court for him because Keeling's a mid-range shooter, that 55 I was telling you about. And then Playtech hits as well, too, but you got to get Playtech wide open. And scouting report, everybody knows Playtech can shoot it, too. So without Brooks and Pearson there, they were just going to key on him and they were going to make him take tough shots. And Cole Anthony can hit tough shots. But percentage-wise, when you're trying to make a comeback like that, you've got to get stops on the defensive end and then you got to take high-percentage looks. And it just wasn't going to happen. No. But, I mean, a lot of people crapped on Cole Anthony. I still like I like Cole Anthony. Well, who crapped on him for well, what? Well, they think he takes bad shots and D- shoots and thinks that – now that he's back, that sometimes you all play better without him in the game. Do you know who that is? I'm not going to mention names. It's somebody who hasn't watched North Carolina much this year is who it is. 
as I'm going to tell you right now, to say that North Carolina was better without Cole Anthony. No, no, no. They said they think they play better in games when it, since he's been back. They think he they play better without him sometimes. Wrong, but also, hey man, you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but it ended up being a blowout. I think we won by what, seventeen. Six, seventeen, yeah. Yep. Uh, but move forward two days later, we we went on the road to Tallahassee to try to beat a team that hadn't lost the game there all season. That's right. Thirteen uh, and three in the ACC. Yeah, and Louisville was, four, was fourteen and three coming into that game, and about f- three four minutes into the game, Leak Williams goes up for a rebound, comes down, lands on his teammate's foot. And is out. What they say, I never heard the update. Say it should be fine. Sprain? Yeah. Good. Which was worrisome because they showed him about, what, five minutes later? And he's crying on the bench? Yeah. Normally when they bring him out and they set him higher up, you know, next to the coach and then the coach. I don't know if you saw the UConn game earlier this year where the kid tore his Achilles. But it was a very sad moment. And to me it felt similar to that obviously you knew he didn't tear his achilles by the way he turned his ankle yeah but it it didn't look good whatever it was no like he's hurting my ankle right now just thinking about it right oh yeah i don't like to see those things no um but he was out for the whole game but it didn't matter first half louisville was up i think 11 at halftime they had either 13 maybe it was it was 9 to 13 one of those two yeah and they were they were looking good. They were run, they were eleven actually game. might be it on the money. I think you yeah. might be right. Executing the game plan, doing what they had to do, hitting open shots, and well, they made that run there at the end. I yeah. mean, it was like I said, it was a two point game, and then all of a sudden, stop, score, stop, score, stop, score, and then they didn't execute on the last possession. I think in North Carolina had that long shot, but it wasn't pretty to end the half. It's like yeah. a four minute run. Yeah. So. Louisville comes out in the second half and just completely lays an egg as a team, which frustrates me though because I, I I listen to a lot of local sports radio talk. Yeah. And whenever I left Cluckers, where we watched the game the other day, uh, it frustrates me when I hear people talk that I feel like don't know the game. If that makes sense, like people that just say stuff because they think it's the cool thing, or they just get they get frustrated and then they just start get. They blame Jordan Moore for that game. One thing I will say, Jordan Moore has, has disappeared in certain games this year. Yeah. First half, he had 11 points, and I think he had 10 rebounds in the first half. He ended the game with 11 or 12, only had one rebound in the second half. But one thing that I, that I did notice from Jordan Moore in the second half was he never stopped playing. Yeah. Where I felt like in some of those games where he's disappeared, he's floated, he's just not played hard. If you remember, he got posterized for probably – one of, if not the dunk of the year so far, as much as I hate to say it happened against us. Right. That was a nasty dunk, and he fouled him. Jordan Moore on any other day would not run after that. Like, he just would, he just doesn't play hard. He doesn't play hard in some games when he's not playing well. Well, and after that happens. Yeah. So, I'm hearing people calling to the radio station with, oh, Jordan Moore ain't no All-American. Jordan Moore ain't no... Stop, dude. Yeah, but the, what to are you, me, a couch, a couch all American. Like, <laughs> shut up. You I don't think know I anything. might be. I'm, I'm pretty good at holding that couch up. This, this is my thing. I think Norris should embrace that because even though he doesn't look at this, it, no, I don't. I've never heard of any guy who does look at it this way. 
But by him taking all the criticism, that just proves what his role is on that team. Yeah. He's the most important player on that team. He's the best player on that team. He's a guy who they all have high expectations for. The reality is that team, in some cases, goes as he goes. But it's such a well-balanced team. I would say in this game, there was no one person that I would put the honus on. No, because if you think McMahon hit shots in the first half, right. didn't hit shots in the second half. Hit some deep shots yeah. and some tough shots. Warren hit shots in the first half, didn't hit shots in the second half. Right. David Johnson took care of the ball in the first half, didn't take care of the ball in the second half. And got himself in foul trouble. Yeah, there was so uh, Dwayne Sutton scored a couple times in the first half, didn't really feel like he did anything in the second half. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like there was any major adjustments that was made in the game. It was just literally the tempo favored them a little more. I feel like you all like to get into those offensive sets, which to me, sometimes I think you pass up good looks to get into those offensive sets. Like you were even talking about when Fresh had an offensive rebound or somebody had an offensive rebound, kicked it out to Fresh, and then he pulled it back out to attempt to run a set and then never really got into a set and then ended up taking a bad shot. Yeah. So to me, I think you take the first look that's an open look for your team because everybody on the court for you all can knock down open shots all the way down to Enoch and Williams around the perimeter. They can hit those shots. And then obviously you got para McMahon, Perry McMahon, um, fresh. You got Johnson. I mean, Williamson Sutton. Yeah. All of them are, can hit open shots. So yeah. why pull it back out and get into an offensive set? You're not going to get a better look than that transition shot. And this may be something I know you agree with me because we were talking about it before the podcast that some people may just be like, no, that's such a cop-out thing. Here's something that I'll tell people that maybe don't know a lot about basketball, that maybe haven't coached or hasn't played it. as and at, I never played it at a high level or anything, but I did coach. Sometimes there's teams that are just terrible matchups for your team. Right. You could be one of the best teams in the nation, but that team is just a terrible matchup. And guess what? Florida State is a terrible matchup for Louisville. Right. They're long and athletic, and they can get into your shooters, and they just get into your players and wear them down. And I think on the offensive end, they have what they need to space you all properly. Yes. Because they've got the correct sets to have shooters on that side where you're unable to help right away. I think the one adjustment I would have made if I was Mac, and it's more of a player standpoint than Mac, is send that help early. So when you drive, let's say you're on the right-hand side, you got a shooter there, you've got the drive coming, you step early and then get back to where it stops the drive initially. Yeah. So you can never swing it to the corner for that open three. But they were closing out late or not closing out at all, and then it was either leaving a one-on-one situation to where that's where a lot of those fouls occurred, or was getting kicked out and that guy was hitting that corner. wasn't a deep corner three, but a little higher up on the corner three as well, too. Yeah. It, it was a frustrating game, and I don't know. It it would have put Louisville in the driver's seat to win the ACC. Um, Especially with the Duke loss last night. Yeah. I mean, now Louisville's back in second place. Uh, with the tiebreaker uh, over Duke, still has to. So is Virginia Tech on Sunday, and then uh, we have a week off, which is our bye. We have our bye is the last week of the season, um, and then we go to Virginia for our last game on on that Saturday. How do you feel about the timing of that bye? It's interesting. Um, I think normally I would be like, well, that's kind of a dumb thing, but with Malik rolling his ankle the way he did, I kind of feel like it works out better for us. Yeah. Because looked now, like Johnson had a couple of dings on him as well too. I mean, I'm sure the way Perry plays, he's probably not a hundred percent, but he's yeah. probably not used to being a hundred percent. Yeah, I'd, so, 
I kind of that's one one gripe I did kind of have with Mac. I feel like Perry should have played more in that game. I feel like Perry is one of the like fresh to me was over dribbling, and I felt like the only way to get rid of that is to sit him down for a little bit. It's like they move the ball, right? Move the ball, and I I don't know. It was frustrating. That game though, there was a lot of things that went into that second half uh, crumble. Uh, I mentioned the officiating. I thought the officiating was kind of bad in some areas. I thought there were some calls that were terrible, uh, like really, really bad. Like the fourth foul that they called on Johnson, I thought was really, really bad uh, because the guy river danced before he even got close to fouling him. <laughs> the foul on Ryan McMahon where the guy completely shoved him into the lane. Now, what McMahon did was a foul, but he definitely got pushed off on before that happened. First one. Yeah. Um but the referees did not lose Louisville that game. The game was lost with the culmination of those things. It was the officiating packed on to your two best shooters missing four wide-open threes in a row, Wara missing two, McMahon missing two, where no one was anywhere close to contesting them. Yeah. That happened. You get Johnson getting his fourth foul, and you just have their their crowd beating into it, which you said that crowds don't really bother you, but – Certain players, it pumps up or, or gets down. Right. And I feel like the culmination of all those things just turned into a recipe for disaster when it came to Louisville in the second half. Yeah, I still think uh, there was – I think they got it down to, what, a four- or six-point game, and there was that one possession where I told you they called a timeout, and if they come out of that possession and they score, and that was one of the open threes that I think they it, had. I think it went out of bounds – and it went to a TV timeout, and you were like, "Just get a, just get a score, or just get a bucket and a stop." Right. And they got a wide open three, and he just missed it. And on the other end, they let up a I and they, one, I think. Yeah. And so think about it. That's a seven point swing or six point swing there. Uh, I think of six point because it was a two and one. So to me, that was the defining moment of the game. I, I agree. There wasn't one possession that I felt like changed the game, but that's when I felt like. U of L didn't have a great chance yeah, to come the back. Yeah, the tide definitely changed. Yeah, and but I genuinely didn't even feel like they were they had a chance to really make a good comeback. Like they weren't getting stops. They weren't getting good looks. It really felt like no one had that chippiness in them, other than I mean Sutton. I feel like always does. Yeah, but I felt like Warren was playing hard. I felt like McMahon was playing hard. On those open threes, too, you got to get the offensive rebound. I mean, that's the one thing that I see you all do on occasion, but consistently um, rebounding is not the team's strong suit. But they're they're not really getting back defensively either. They're just kind of in no man's land in the middle kind of watching it. And maybe that's them being confident in their teammate hitting that shot. But in my opinion, I would like to see them attack the offensive board a little more aggressively. Yeah. Especially with the depth that you all have. I feel like all of those guys can play a little harder than what they're playing currently. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so, I guess that moves us to our power moves. Mm. I got a couple for you, so I'll go ahead and start off if you I got, want me to. Yeah, I got one. Good. Yeah, I got one. Good. Well, I'll start off with one of my four. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Kobe White played CP3, and Kobe White was on CP3's AAU team. And Kobe White dropped a career-high 35. Now, CP3 wasn't guarding him much. He did have a couple possessions where uh, Kobe scored on him. But Kobe also has scored 30 in his last three games, and that was the first time... 
um, that a rookie coming off the bench has scored 30-plus in three straight games. So, God, give a shout-out. Now, if you remember correctly, he was my preseason rookie, rookie of the, the year, year pick. Mm-hmm. Not so sure that's going to happen with the way Jaw and Zion are looking right now. If yeah. Zion is in that conversation with the amount of games he missed, that just shows you how good he's playing right I now. I don't think he should be in the conversation yet. I think maybe by the end of the season he should, but... So I don't think he should be yet. He just had what twenty nine last night again, and I, that you know how I like Zion. I like Zion's game. I just don't what Jaws has done the entire season, putting that team in the playoffs. Right. To me, it's a short sample size, obviously, but yeah. I, I am the person who like to say he missed so much that Jaw has been the front runner, but. I think Zion's in the conversation. I don't think you can keep him out of that conversation the way he's played, to be honest. And obviously, it's still lengthy season to be had. Um, I, I don't know if either of those teams, in fact, I'm, I'm leaning towards the 70-30 or maybe even 80-20% chance that both of those teams don't make the playoffs. Yeah. But realistically, Memphis has a chance at still making it. So if that happens, I do think, as you mentioned, that helps jaw out. Um, but but another fun power move I've got. I don't know if you saw it, but Miara O'Neal, thirteen years old. Yeah, I shared that today. Six foot three. I mean, it's kind of a dunk, kind of not a dunk. She's thirteen years old. That's a dunk. Yeah, and it's like I said, she's six three at thirteen. She's gonna be a monster. So hopefully she continues on, keeps getting better. But th- those are two of my fun power moves. Nice. So I'm sticking with the women's game. Yeah. Hopefully, I didn't steal one of your power moves. No, okay. I only have one more. Uh, Sabrina, I don't. I feel terrible for not knowing I say her last. Yanescu. Yanescu. I know you saw it the other day. Yeah. Becomes the first player in college basketball history, men's or women's, to be, to be a part of the two K, one K, one K club. Which, for those of you at home that don't know what that is, two thousand points, one thousand rebounds, one thousand assists. She's a big Kobe fan. She yeah. dedicated couple of games to him this year and probably doing that was a dedication to him as well and we're going to double up on the power move for her she gave a speech at his memorial that day yeah and then played the game that night and did and got her nine rebounds that she needed to get that and that Oregon team is in contention for a championship this year yeah and I don't know if you've seen them but they they're fun to watch surprisingly enough yeah the thing I would say probably the top Seven or eight teams are in contention. As crazy as that would sound, right. there's seven or eight teams that I could legitimately see winning the women's title. South Carolina, I would say, is the best team. Uh, but I could see Oregon winning it. I could see Louisville winning it. I could see UConn winning it. Uh, there's a lot of good teams in college and women's college basketball. It's like the exact opposite of men's basketball. Like, I don't know. Where, where, I... You, like, where you feel like there's a lot of good teams. There may be, as far as good teams, right. there's – but as there's far definitely as a bunch of contention-wise, yeah. I could see that. But as far as good teams, I don't think there's a lot of good teams in men's college basketball. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from there. There is a lot of contenders. I don't think there's an elite. I think Kansas is stepping up to the plate and kind of proving to be the front runner. This is the right time of the year to be playing good basketball. But I, I get what you're saying as far as uh, no elite teams this year. Here comes Virginia Tech, dude. But my last, they'll, they'll still cover. It's all good. 
Uh, my last power move. I, I don't know if you saw this, but Raising Canes in Louisville had an interesting situation a couple of Saturdays ago. I did. There was a married couple, and they're actually both police officers. Are female officers? They're still officers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a married couple. Come on now, Mrs. Officer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recently married as well, too, about six months ago. And fun fact, they actually had their meal on their wedding night at Raising Cane's as well, too. Solid choice. So they were just sitting there enjoying a date night, right, when all of a sudden a gentleman comes in and attempted to rob the joint. It's about 10 p.m., not this last Saturday, but the Saturday before that. And those two spring into action. Like you see on the video, they kind of look at each other like, yeah, you're taking the lead, I'm following type of deal. And they scare the guy so bad that he drops the gun. You know, typically as a robber, you want to keep that thing and then runs out and they end up catching him. But shout out to the married couple who thwarts the attempted robbery at Raising Cane's off Bardstown Road. The best part of that video. What? I commented on it because Matt shared it. Was the dude that just walked, like, so the dude... Holds the door? Yeah, and then he just, like, walks in, and he's just like, yo, I want some chicken. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look like he cared at all. Didn't even turn around to, like, look at them. He was just like, yep, I want some chicken. Common occurrence. He's, yeah. he's either hammered or he knew that that had happened multiple times <laughs> It was before. so good. But shout out to Raising Cane's. They get a power move in this as well, too, because they actually gave the officers free food for a year. Nice. And to me, the best thing about it is it's good to see in a relationship the guns pointed at the bad guy and not at each other yet. It's only been six months. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that ends up. But for right now, they're doing a good job as a team. Nice. And not... Not a bad-looking female officer either, uh, by the that's way. That's why I said Mrs. Officer. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, I got I got two beefs. How many you got? I got one. Oh, I guess I get to do what you normally do. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so my first beef. Happened last night in an NBA game. Oh. With the guy that wouldn't stop taking charges in the All-Star game. He committed... Oh. What are you... You got one more power move? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I forgot about it. Sorry, I didn't want to do this. But what about in power moves? The ultimate power play is the subtle jab. And shout out to Drake and the Raptor for wearing the WWE Championship belts. Because I don't know if you've seen this, but the Bucks pregame, they do like WWE wrestling yeah, moves on each other. That. And so subtle jab by Drake and the Raptor. Now... Early beef before you get into yours. Hey, man, like the mascot for the Raptors, you're going to name him the Raptor? Like, hey, guys, we can... we can. What should his name be? You know, I thought about this today. I think Rex is the correct name. No, you can't name him after another the dinosaur. Rex the Raptor. T-Rex? No, it isn't T-Rex. It's just Rex the Raptor. Ronnie the Raptor. Ronnie the Raptor is okay. I, I like... I think Rex has a better ring to it. Reginald... I think is not scary at all. Reggie the Raptor. Reggie is okay. Um, Why would you... Reginald's too long. Reginald just makes him sound very distinguished. Yeah. Like, sounds like he probably went to a very expensive school. He's probably wearing a uh, a nice sweater, a nice cashmere sweater. That's what I imagine. <laughs> and I don't see him doing that. No. I mean, he's close to that. He's on the verge of that. But I don't think he's quite there. No. So I'm not sure. We'll, we'll determine that name later. But don't don't just call him the Raptor. 
Continue, please. All right, so mine is Kyle Lowry. What are you doing trying to go underneath George Hill's legs and getting that offensive foul? That's I, My beef is with him just lately. First off, you, you're fat, just like me. <laughs> And you're doing like he shouldn't have been in the game at the end of the All Star game for one. That made me mad. He played well. No, stop taking charges. I, I thought that was important for their team's chance. He to lost win. for their team's chance to win. He was a key. I would component. rather seen someone else playing in the Kemba game. Kemba was in there as well too. Who else did you want in there? Trey. Trey had ten and ten. Yeah, put Trey Young in there. Just not clutch enough on the defensive end. We needed Lowry. Lowry almost Mike, pulled it through. Mike for Lowry. Us. No. Mike, Le- I'm almost calling him Mike Lowry again. By the way, Kyle Lowry, Roy, Roy, Roy the Roy. Raptor. All right, no, we're, we're getting close. We're on the verge. I think we're going to nail it at some point. Maybe, but I'll, I'll go. Are you finished? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'll go with my beef. And surprisingly enough, you know I'm a big international basketball fan, and my beef this week is with the CBA, so the Chinese Basketball Association. And my beef is not with their league because I think they have a great league overall. They've done a great job of taking older players and stealing a couple players. Like they got Jeremy Lin there this year. Yeah, they, they had Jared Smith in the past. Stevenson is there this year. Um, I think Hansborough is there this year as well too. They've got a lot of great players who are there, not in their prime probably, but also not at the final stage of their career. But I'm sure you people at home know about the coronavirus. And so, obviously, the birthplace or the origin of that virus was in China. And so, I understand them slowing the games down because they don't want the virus to spread in the gymnasiums and having all those people together. But my problem is they sent all of these foreign players home. They didn't really give them a time frame, as is understandable. How do you put a time frame on a deadly virus spreading, you know? So, how do you tell that when to stop? But what they're doing is they're not paying the players. Now, I don't know if they will be paid in the future or not, but currently there's back payment that is owed to many of these players. They've actually come out and discussed this. And they're also not releasing them to take these 10-day contracts that are available for the NBA. There's a good NBA or a ESPN article about one of the players who has had multiple contact with his agent for 10-day deals, and the team just won't release them. So my beef of the week is with the CBA. I guess a little bit with the coronavirus as well, too. Um, but do better, CBA. Yes, I agree. So my beef is with the guy that was It's probably pretty well-liked, especially in the state of Louisiana. Mm. The national champion, Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Burrow. That's interesting. So Joe Burrow decides he's going to have a signing where anybody can come and you can get autographs, you get a picture taken with Joe Burrow. And he can charge now. And he can charge now. That's right. And that's where my beef comes into effect. Uh Uh-oh. I don't mind you charging. You should be able to make money off of your likeness. Yeah. I think there is a cap that you should charge, though. I, I agree. So Lamar Jackson, if you remember when Lamar Jackson was here, won the Heisman Trophy, did a lot of great things for the University of Louisville. Lamar Jackson signed for $10 if you weren't a member of Planet Fitness, or if you were a member of Planet Fitness, you could get a free autograph. Wow. That's a great deal for Planet Fitness. Absolutely. And you Do you know think he, Planet Fitness paid that 10 bucks? Do you think that's how the deal was worked? Um, I'm sure it did. They just gave well, him a well, sponsorship? Here's, here's the thing. He donated all that money to Blessings in a Backpack. 
Oh. So, you're already doubly good for me. Yeah. So let's hear what Mr. I wish you would have donated to the BJ Cato Foundation. Probably wouldn't have been a bad thing because it was packed there for a long time. I like shoes. Joe Burrow. The prices for Joe Burrow are quite steep. $219 to take a picture with him. Oh, my God. $199 for him to sign a flat or mini helmet with inscriptions at $79. Do you bring the helmet or he gives you the helmet? You got to bring the helmet. Oh, my gosh. A photo opportunity combo ticket with an autograph is priced at $349, while autographs are $259. Get them now. For perspective, among the prices for both Edward, I don't know who these other people are, photo opportunity combo tickets with an autograph are set at 119 So it must be other players. $349 to get a picture and an autograph. That's insane. It's a joke. I'd love to hear how many people did it and how much money made because you know it was probably multiple people did it. Uh, I mean, by multiple people, I'm thinking like a couple hundred. Yeah, that's my beef, though, Joe Burrow. Should we do an autograph session? I'm dude. Who would come? JoJo. Oh man, I would. We'd be fighting. Then it wouldn't even end in an autograph session. It ended up. It ended in a fury. You know fight. what? I would. I would never like to fight a friend, but I'm gonna have to fight you in this case, bro. We're gonna have to duke it out. We're gonna have to see who is the better man, who's the alpha man for JoJo in this case. I haven't seen her recently, so maybe I might be generous and donate her. She's just, probably still hot, dude. I would be shocked if she wasn't a beautiful young lady. You know what I mean? She's not a young lady anymore, bro. She's 30. Probably very sophisticated. Do you remember when she was on Kids Say the Darndest Thing? No. Yep. What was she, six then, and you were already hitting on her? No, I was the same age, bro. Seven. You were seven. Yeah. So... Dude, smoke show still. Oh, doesn't surprise me at all. Wonder what she's doing. I think we should reach out to our good friend JoJo and get her on the podcast. Sheesh. Also, don't know her real name. Sheesh. <laughs> this does, just, this doesn't just, make for good podcasting. This went completely quiet, dude. My goodness gracious. Let's see where her real name is. And let's JoJo. pray she's not married. JoJo, the singer. Her name is. Joanna. Probably something weak like that. Come nah, on. that's not bad. I mean, that's a little... Jo- <laughs> Joanna Noel Levesque. Levesque. Bro, dude, she's definitely she's definitely for me, bro. Her birthday's two days after mine. Boring. Don't nobody care about two days after your birthday. I think she's too short for you, dude. No, that's good. She's 5'3". That's beautiful. That's exactly how I drew it up. That's exactly um, how I drew it up. Hey, dude, we're meant to be. She's raised in Foxborough. Definitely. Stuff, she's not a Patriots fan. Oh, de- no, 100% no, no, no. she's a Patriots fan, Probably, dude. actually. How are you born I'm in a, Foxborough? I'm going to figure no. out how to get in touch with her. I'm a tweeter. DM her. I'm a, yeah. I'm I'll a, add her on Facebook tonight. I'm a, Yeah, I'm going to send her out a tweet, see if we can get her on the podcast or an interview. Please do. In person only. In we'll, person, we'll fly to her. She she was born in Brattleboro, Vermont, but she hey, grew up Foxborough. in But she grew up in Foxborough. Boring. Raised in Foxborough, Massachusetts. What do you think ethnicity she is? What's her last name again? Levesque. Levesque. I like it. Uh, I'm not sure what ethnicity she would be. Levesque. She's Irish, Polish, and French. 
That's not where I expected. Me either. But it's a good mix, I can tell you that. Maybe it's just the vest. Shout out to the Irish, the Polish, the Swedish, and the French. Or no, the Irish, the Polish, the French, and the what? Uh, Irish, Polish, and French. Oh, Irish, Polish, and French. You know, speaking about commonalities, that's similar to me as well, too. Add a little German in there. I think that means that I deserve her. Well, I'm trying to continue on the genealogy of our motherland. It's two to one right now. No, I had two of the same countries. No, bro, it's two to one. The birthday birthday is two days after mine. Two days off doesn't count. It does count. How close is your birthday to that? January? Yeah, closer to mine than yours. But that's what I'm saying. It's close to birthday. You want separate birthdays because you want to celebrate. We can celebrate together. You can. That's what an anniversary is for, bro. Yeah, we'll have an anniversary of life together. No, that's my anniversary. Please, please don't be respectful to my future wife. Please don't be respectful. <laughs> please don't be disrespectful. I'm confused. That picture is cemented in my brain, and I can't focus on anything but her in a green dress right now. Uh, yeah. That... And you didn't even check if she was married. It's because cause she's not, bro. Yeah. It would have said it on her Wikipedia page. She's not. Well, listen, elopement, here I come. Yeah. Okay. I'm hitting her up on Twitter for show. Well, I'm hitting her up I'm on I'm just going to let you know this, bro. If I, if I can get this interview to work. I'll allow she... you to take the first crack at it. So when you fail miserably, <laughs> I'm coming in for the steal. Here, let me swoop in and pick up your, <laughs> your seconds. If you get an interviewer, I feel like I have to give you the first right. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like I need to tell her that as too. Excuse me, Miss Jojo. I'd like you to meet my good friend Beef. I think he should have first dibs at you, so when he fails miserably, I'll come in as the knight in shining armor. Well, now, that might help. You could give the line that Richard always used to say whenever I coached with him. What? Here's my disease-free friend. Uh, <laughs> it's always a good way to put it. That is. Yeah. And, and I'm led to believe that's probably true. I don't know for sure. Absolutely, but, dude. You know, Absolutely. Hopefully that's true. Yeah. And if not, then I'm a liar. Yeah, this man, this podcast is really going downhill. Yeah, it's been there. Jojo, I love you. Wow. Don't listen to BJ. He needs to get out. Jojo, right I don't know if you heard me sing earlier tonight, but I'm just saying we could be That's special. That's probably why she's not going to be with you, dude. Because she heard me sing her song, and she was like, oh, he definitely does that karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And let's be honest. Who's got Jojo music on their phone and who doesn't? I've got a Samsung Galaxy S4, and they just are bringing out the Samsung Galaxy S20. Let's so look at an artist. That's a fair problem. You have Jay's. one song. You have no songs. Where'd it go? Oh, oh, somebody deleted it because she didn't make the par. Sorry, JoJo. It didn't make par. Sorry, JoJo. He bailed on you. Oh, I did take her off there. Dang. Disappointing. Made made myself look like an idiot. That's right. JoJo, she was fine, though, dude. Mm. Or she took her music off here. Two to two is. Oh, no, she's still on there. Not so much on that picture. Yeah, probably wouldn't put that picture on there. Yeah. She got tats, though, dude. Look at her fingers. She got finger tats. I think that's uh, a a, wart. She's got warts on her hands. She probably shouldn't like her. That is a flat. You probably shouldn't like her. Dude, she's got a new music. You got music, oh. music with Wiz Khalifa? Bringing it back out. She, oh, dude, she had two bangers. Do you remember the other one? I didn't remember her first one, to be honest. Yeah, then how could you ever be with her, dude? 
Yeah, listen to me. Because we have a deeper connection than music. No, music is her life, bro. I know. Yeah, and that's why she has no, the connection with I, me with the Patriots. This is the thing you don't understand. I've talked to her before, and we've had this discussion. JoJo's music is not def- JoJo's life is not defined by music. That's just her career. That's I, never, how she, I never thought it defined her. That's how she her puts looks definitely defined her. Food on the table for her family with her illegitimate child that I have with her. Ill- you say illiterate? Yeah. Illiterate child? <laughs> yes. Illiterate, illiterate child. Yeah. Oh, by the that way. That was my fault, by the way. That wasn't her fault. Yeah. The literacy is my end. Yeah. But before we end the episode. Yeah. Going to see my bro Theo Vaughn again. In Nashville. In Nash Vegas. Classic. Yeah. I'm pumped. Going with two people that haven't seen him yet either, which is also great. By the way, nice... A fighter had a nice little mullet on uh, UFC fights this weekend. Ben Sassoli. I got to say, man, I've had a lot of people say they missed my mullet. Told you. I mean, I tried to help you out, and JoJo would have probably loved it. So it's so even you would have known of, you had zero shot if I still had the mullet. I feel like it would have been like 10%, which is not a good chance. Yeah. And now I feel like it's like 80%. You notice that mullets are coming back now, like everybody's having them? I tried to tell you that. Listen. I, well, look, I'll take partial credit, but Theo Vaughn's the, really the one that should get all the credit. Oh, I, I, this is the sad thing. Jody Highroller had it before Theo Vaughn. Do you know who that is? Yeah. It's, I, are you sure he did? Yeah, I'm positive. I, was, I thought that he said that, I thought that he told Theo that he started growing it because of him. He's, listen, I don't know if you know. Riff Raff? Yeah. Did you listen to that episode of this past weekend with him two on it? At his house, yeah. It was one of the most weird things I've ever listened to. I thought it was great because when they were going back and forth, it got really awkward. That's what I'm saying. It was one of the weirdest things ever. When they started talking about the dog park that they were going to have, yeah. that was so weird. And, <laughs> and the sports. Like, and Yeah, I was like, what is going on, dude? Yeah. And the thing is, is Theo doesn't, Theo's sober. Right. So like when he comes, that's the thing that people don't realize about this dude. It's like, this dude does no drugs and he doesn't drink. Hey, he's sober, like you said. Yeah, so all this stuff that he says... Is from his former is, drug abuse. Yeah, like, he's just thinking that regularly. Right. That's what's so weird about it. Because he'll think stuff, and I'm just like, what? Like, so I, I, watched, I, I watch his stand-up. It's on Netflix all the time. I probably watched it five or six times. Called No Offense. Yeah. And I was watching it. When we were leaving Ryan's the other day, it's a long drive back to here. And it was me, Grant... Me, uh, Grant, Jack, and Matt in my truck, and uh, I just turned it on so we could listen to it on the way back, and they were cracking up because <laughs> they, they never heard it. I had a guy who today I was behind him, and he had the camera up like where your GPS would be. It yeah. wasn't a camera. It was his phone, I think, and was clearly either playing video games or watching a YouTube video game channel. And I was just like, really, guy? This, this is, is when he was driving? While he's driving. But it's not even like, you know, you're not like holding it and looking down at it. It's literally where his GPS would be, <laughs> like up on his dash, just nice. got got the TV rolling. Yeah, when we used to travel with Light Up Toys in the H2 Hummer, there was a TV screen, and the guy actually had to rig it to where – most of the time, you had to have it in park to watch it. Yep. And he had to rig it so where you could be driving and watch it. And we'd be driving and watching movies. Poor choice. But <laughs> luckily, we never wrecked the vehicle or died during that yes. process. But that's pretty much all we got, guys. Um, 
I need to talk to you, dude. So we gotta get that T-shirt thing together. Yeah, and I wanted. I I think we we got a T-shirt coming out soon once we get to the person what we want on it exactly because we've already told them what we want on it. We just got there's certain things that we have to tell them. And Virginia's gonna cover. What's the spread? Two and a half. Good luck with that one, man. Tides have turned. Yes. They've blown like a 30-point lead in their standards. <laughs> they were up 15 at halftime. Hey, I'm liking the chance at the over now. What's it, at 87 right now? <laughs> 97. 98 or 98, 98, yeah. So you still got 40 points to go. No, 14. I thought you said 137. 113 and a half, I think. Oh. Okay. Let me find it. Yeah, 113 and a half. That's not terrible then. No, but it's still not going to cover the over. It's going to be under. It was 26 to 11. They've scored 40 points in the second half. Yeah, that was not good. I mean, that's good for the over. It's not good for your pick the Virginia to cover. Might be good for both. <laughs> but either way, guys, keep liking, keep sharing, keep listening. And most importantly, beef out. Peace.